0: We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
3: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Radio. Ah, yes! And I mean it today. Living the dream. On a fabulous Saturday, it is Hartman and Mobley. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit for a free rate quote. We got sports to talk about. Yeah, we got the NBA we are going to be talking about today as the schedule is out. Once you start seeing matchups on paper, it is a game changer. We're expecting the same for Major League Baseball this week as well. Catino, here we are on this uh, fabulous Saturday, and we were given a gift yesterday as the NBA laid out a schedule. And that is exciting. Now that we see the matchups, we started already. You know what's the best matchups as far as the playoffs concerned and everything else.
2: You know, I don't, I don't uh, listen. I, I one of my favorite uh, two guards in 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 the world is, mm. is Devin Booker. Love yeah. him so much. I mean, he's going to be the next. Ooh, he's so good. Yeah. But how did they make? <laughs> they got like twenty five wins. What are we doing here, Sam? them in Washington and in that Bradley Beal. He's another one of my favorites. I love both of them so much. I wish I could play like that. Jeez, Luis. Those yeah. jump shots are something else.
3: Well, I mean again, when you talk about a Wizards team that is 24 and 40 or a Suns team that is 26 and 39, you know the the idea of expanding the playoffs to create some interest as far as a potential playoff. Look at it, this was a money situation. More than three hundred million dollars will be generated by these additional eighty eight regular season games. But when you look at the matchups, when you start you know looking at games on paper, July thirtieth, you started off Lakers Clippers. Okay, so I you know there's so many angles I want to get to today, Cat. Um, yesterday, I was talking to a buddy of yours, uh, Jelani McCoy. Yeah, yes, my guy. Uh, uh, Jelani McCoy. But he who, went to UCLA. He went to UCLA, he was in the same draft as you. He was in the 1998 draft, uh, selected by the Seattle Supersonics. If you don't remember them, they are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, but I, I was mentioning something to him about what you said, and he goes, You talk to Cat. And this gets back to the idea of playing these games in empty arenas. I don't know if you've been paying attention to these golf scores. They are shooting lights out. And the golfers are saying it is so much easier to focus when we don't have galleries and everything else. And we're just focused on playing the game. And Jelani said this, he said, here's the thing. This is going to get, so he goes, there's a lot of players in the league. When they get to the arena, they're playing to the fans. You know, they're playing to everything else. This is just going to get back to the roots of basketball. You know, guys are going to show up in their hoodies and they're going to jump in there and we're just going to play basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to get serious about mm-hmm. this game. We're not playing to the crowd. We're not doing any of that. This is just going to get down to hardcore well, basketball. To get,
2: well, this this is the thing, and I, I love that whole golf analogy because we start in a lab by ourselves. Right. right? Before it's on the shelves, right, at CVS or, Wal, or Walgreens or Rite Aid or whatever it's at, we start in that lab alone. Right? So – Um, And and, in being in that lab, you learn how to perfect your craft. And sometimes it's ugly, right? And and for us, (laughs) you know, we're bumping heads. We're arguing with each other. We're we're really physical because it goes back to when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you have—now, this is the psychological part of this. When you have fans and lights and you have to perform, some individuals uh, mentally start to shift— Right. It's not more of the therapeutic uh, in the lab. I'm working on my craft is I have to prove that I'm good enough. I have to prove that these to these fans, because the ego turns in. Sure. And it's saying to yourself, OK, well, I got to overcompensate now. I got to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this and I have to do that. Where when you in the lab? You can make mistakes. Right. So when you're in this lab right now, this is more so like a lab with no fans. And it's just, you know, mano mono mano kind of thing. Uh, it takes a lot of that psychological worry out of it when it comes to us as players, right? So for me, I've learned at a very young age of blanking out everyone and just playing. A lot of us don't do that, but a lot of us do. So I, I I like that whole with golf, it's like, it's not even a tour. We're just going out with our guys, and it's right. early in the morning, and there's nobody around, and I can really focus, and I can have fun, and it's truthfully deep down inside, subconsciously, there's no pressure. It's something I love.
3: Right, and and again, like you say, there are certain players that are you know able to tune out the crowd, but mm-hmm. a lot don't, and they right. play up to it. So you know, Jelani was saying, and I know you agree with this, that sometimes your most intense basketball is in practice. Yes, you know, just all day. You know, and you know, it's it's me versus you, man. Mm-hmm. Let's get this thing on. And so that's what we're going to see. I, you know, my first initial thought was they're going to miss the fans, and we and we may we may regret you know playing these games without fans. I think we're going to see now better basketball. I really do. I mean, when you think about it, Catino. These guys are going to be off for four and a half months. So normally, as you head into the playoffs, guys are beat up. You know, there's been a long season. You're sort of trying to stretch out your season, you know, so that you're as, as physically ready for the playoffs. That's not even going to be a factor. Guys are going to be healthy. They're going to be physically healthy. Now, obviously, guys tested positive, but wasn't nearly as many players as everyone thought it was going to be. 16 out of 302, that's only 5%. That's right around the national average. And because they tested them now, all of these players uh, should be ready to go once they head to Orlando between July 7th and 9th. And assuming that the bubble works and they're able to keep everyone isolated let me ask you this. from the threat of COVID-19. Well, well, let me ask
2: everybody this. Sam, Gav. Yeah. right, uh, Steve, let me ask you this, guys. Um, and I don't want to hear too much from the peanut gallery from Twitter. Like they know what they're talking about. If you knew what you were talking about, you'd be out there already curing things. But just you know, it's opinion. I would love the, everybody's opinion. When you get it, right, and that week or two that you feel whatever you feel is type of symptoms, because there's no NBA player that forty really like percent of people have
3: no symptoms. Right,
2: so no, check this out. When you get it, is it like chicken pox and measles? Like do you get? We it don't again? know that. Do you get it again? We d- that that Has anybody is the ever big got question. it again?
3: Well, that's a great question. The answer is yes. See here's. Here's the thing about it. So they have got it again. Well, here's the great thing about what's happening in sports right now, is that if anything, the sports world is going to be a chance to test out exactly what you're talking about Um, And because we're going to get different levels. So you have a bubble situation with the NBA, but Major League Baseball is not going to be a bubble. Right. You know, so they're going to have rules that they have to adhere to. There's going to be a certain level of responsibility. But you're right. Once you test positive, the bubble is the perfect situation, right? So you test everybody before they go in, which they did. They got 16 positive tests. And then they're going to be put into essentially an isolated situation. Right. They're going to continue to get tested. And you one you have two questions. One, if you do get it again and you're previously tested and then you were negative, remember you have to test negative twice at least before they'll let you back in. But then you get it again, that opens up a lot of questions. And also, if you did test clean. And you're in the bubble, and then all of a sudden you're positive. What does that mean? Did somebody sneak something in, some element there? So there's a lot of doctors very curious because of the extreme amount of testing that's going to be going on with the NBA, which is unlike everywhere else. I mean, we don't get tested here. People that come into this building. No one's taking our temperature. You know, I, I went to the gym this week, by the way. Did you? I did two what'd you, different what'd gyms.
2: What did you do, glute? You did glute. Well, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> so I went to – it was funny. I, I won't mention the gyms, but they're, they're major, major, okay, major gyms, nationwide gyms. And I went to my existing gym. They reopened on Monday. I went there on Tuesday and Wednesday. And – so uh, you know, you'd made an appointment to come in, but they didn't seem to really follow that very well. Right. Nobody took my temperature. I was wearing a mask when I walked in. I was among the initial group. I got there early. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in, maybe the top first five people to walk in, I was there maybe 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. When I left, there's like 50 people there. Right. There was no one cleaning anything. They did have squirt bottles and towels to sort of do it yourself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Some people were wearing masks, some people weren't. I did that two days, and then I talked to Denise, and I said, we need to switch. She said, let's switch. So literally, in one day, I went to a different major gym, different element. They took my temperature when I walked in. Um, Everyone was pretty much wearing a mask, although it's really hard when you're doing the elliptical
2: I mean, when you're on. Well, they a They say you're not supposed to wear a mask while you're exercising, so you can be able to fully breathe.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I was watching a woman that had to be in her fifties. She is on that bike, humming a full mask on her face. I'm like, how can you breathe? Yeah. I can't
4: breathe of that mask yeah, on when they, I'm they, doing yeah, that you're kind not of supposed stuff. To do that,
3: right?
2: It's not what you're supposed to do.
3: So, but the idea is, is that everyone is sort of adjusting to all this, and we're going to see how this translates to the sports world. But if anything, the sports world is really going to give us a barometer on where we stand right now with COVID-19. So I know a lot of doctors are anxious to see, especially with the bubble situation in the NBA, how is this going to work? And as you mentioned, if you test positive, does that mean you're immune from it? Can you get it again? If somebody does get sick again, well, that opens up a whole different can of worms.
2: Right, but getting sick and <laughs> a being asymptomatic of something mm-hmm. and you don't even know you have it, right? right? Okay, so... Who's to say that? Say if I say if someone had it, Sam, right? Someone had it and they're asymptomatic and they're an athlete, right? But that person that's around them was around other people, mm-hmm. but because this person is asymptomatic, you're pointing the finger at him like, oh, they gave it to that person. No, not necessarily. That's not the only person they've been around. This it, when you're being contagious of something, it's just so. It's a very sensitive thing. There's you can touch surface, you can. It's a lot of different things that's going on. So you're going to blame the athlete that was asymptomatic. Right. or I mean, uh, that was uh, that ha- say they had the uh, COVID. Right. But it, you probably didn't get it from me. Right. You probably could have got it from someone else that you would at the grocery store or walking down the street or touch the light pole or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's just like it's a weird it's a chicken. And I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's like so you you so now you exclude these people, you put them down, but they didn't even give it to you truthfully. Right. Cause it's not like I have I have A like literally the type A or whatever, and then I touch you, and then when they when they test you, it says oh you that's that's A right right it comes from mm-hmm. that individual origin right that person you don't even know that it could be someone else it, it doesn't have necessarily have to be me Catino that gave it to you it could be someone else that was walking down the street touching something uh, the day before like you it's hard to track people in their their daily life right. But then you're going to you're gonna pull the NBA player like, okay, so then he comes back and, and another person he has doesn't have it now and then another person gets it. So that means that he's that he did that like I, it's it's a very confusing thing. No one has that answer
3: all right. so yeah. it's very convoluted. and that's the problem. I mean, when the faucis of yeah. the world simply do not have answers, how would the rest of us have any answers? As he said, he has been looking at viruses for four decades. There's never been a virus like this where 40% of the people have no symptoms, 40% of the people have mild symptoms, 15% have serious symptoms, and 5% have critical symptoms. He goes, I've never seen a virus like this. I, where 40% I, of the people have nothing. One of my close friends is
2: up right now, back playing golf, the whole thing. Needs new lung, the whole thing. Like, had pneumonia for three years straight. He had COVID. His name is Brad Jordan. -hmm. Okay, Scarface. Okay, he's back up, he's running, everything's good.
4: So, I mean. Ezekiel Elliott had it. He's streaming on Twitch right now.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, Kevin uh, Durant had it. A lot of people tested positive for it. uh, I mean, that's not.
4: But then,
2: but you know, Brad. And not to put him out there, but Brad, you know, he smoked, he smoked cigars. Mm. He had pneumonia years before. So he had a compromised immune system. You know, you think about Ezekiel, you think about Kevin Durant, you think about all the, you know, the, the Donovan Mitchells of the world, the Rudy Goberts of the world. You think about them. They're always exercising. Their immune system is super strong. We get pushed uh, vitamins inside our body every single day to keep that million dollar right body right. So, yeah, of course you're not going to have any symptoms. How many? I, I keep saying this to this day. The basketball uh, NBA has been in existence for how long? And NFL for how long? And baseball for how long? How many guys literally don't play because they have the flu? Because they're sick. It's usually family stuff. It's never because I'm sick because we don't get sick. It's just you, your immune system so high. Now, once in a blue or something like that, maybe go out, you have a hangover, whatever it is. But usually guys don't, not saying we're immune to it, but if you're immune, if you're building your immune system up, On a regular basis, right? It's just like kids. Kids, you need to put kids in dirt. You need to put kids in touching things at a very young age. Some parents are like hyper, like uh, this. You can't touch that. You're not helping them build their immune system. You need to help them build their immune system.
3: All right. Well, this has been an argument back and forth about is isolation necessary, wearing masks and everything. I mean, we've heard both sides of it. It is what it is right now. But the NBA is going to give us a clear picture, I think, on how this operates as far as COVID-19. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Hey, let's get into the games, man. I mean, what exactly will we see when the NBA returns on July 30th? We're going to tell you coming up next.
0: Golf! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you?
3: Steve Harvey, Katino Mobley on this Saturday. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. By the way, I did bring treats in today via Denise. This is a new one for you, uh Katino, the chocolate chip banana bread with pecans. Did you guys
2: taste that? Did you guys taste that?
3: Uh Sam, did you have a piece? Did you have a piece it of this? Wait, is this mine? Unreal. Is that mine? That is Not, yours, yeah. The
2: whole thing's mine.
3: Well, understand this. So uh, essentially, Catino and Denise are now like business partners. Okay, so that's where we're at. There you go.
2: Wait, I'm actually. So she's trying. Mine. Is yeah, that mine? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I
6: mean, do I get one more at least? Just maybe <laughs> yeah. one more piece. No,
2: listen, I like you a lot.
6: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I like you a lot. Uh, I Gascon jumped
3: taste. in. Uh, he had some. He seemed to uh, really like it. Gavin as well. So what do you think? Is this uh, is this also? Pat- That's incredible, really.
2: Oh. No, it's incredible. Wait, you have you said one more, so that means you had one.
6: He I did, did have one, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, why do you he, shake he, your
2: head before? No, actually? I said
6: I had one. I just mm-hmm. thought, like there's a there's a lot of squares in there.
2: Yeah. Right, well, you're gonna keep a lot in here too. What's the matter with you? Just maybe all right, one more. <laughs> just one, maybe one, more dog,
6: one more. One mm. more. See, you
2: talking about. Gosh, yeah. Man.
6: Yeah. Okay.
2: You know what? You... <laughs>
6: You can't stop at one.
2: No, you can't. It's, you it's cannot. That, is that like? Is that
6: Lay's chips? Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It's Pringles, um, that Pringles.
3: No, it's was cool. Catino uh, and 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 Mallory, your girlfriend, came on yeah, over to yeah. the house, and little you did a little Papa shot, with my son Garrett, a fellow lefty, like lefty, you. how Two about lefties. that? Two lefties, yeah. I love that. Yeah,
2: he's a big boy.
3: <laughs> he is. My boys, both of my boys, are are much bigger than dad. Wow, they're big boys. Man. Yeah. <laughs> they eat well, believe me. I know. I can see. I I beat I, you know.
2: Denise, that sandwich, I don't know what that sandwich was, but it, it had everything so in it, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
3: there was everything. And the
2: funny thing it. is, I wasn't even that hungry and I still killed it.
3: I know. You you sort of sat there oh. with that head. And then I watched she and she enjoyed it as well, Mallory. Gosh. Yeah.
2: And then she had the hummus. Mm-hmm. Is she's like that every day?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that we're not all like, you know, 300 pounds, right?
2: No, but I mean, because it's, it's healthy, though. Like, it is healthy. Is, that, like,
3: that, that's the thing about and first it. First of is. all, she's
2: not going to let you be. She's so active. Correct. She's like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to let you be.
3: She's like running
2: around the house. It's crazy. Oh,
3: my. All right. Well, it was great uh, for you to come on over. And uh, now I'm introducing you to the chocolate chip banana bread with the pecans. It's delicious. All right. Let's go back to the NBA right now. And so now we're going to start the season, July 30th. And right off the top, you got the Lakers and the Clippers. Now, remember this about where we're going with these eight extra regular season games. So, obviously, they're going to be added to the totals. It's going to be weird at the end of the year because, obviously, there's going to be some teams had 10 more games than other teams whose season was already ended, uh, which would be several teams in the East. There were six teams in the East and two teams in the West, eight teams that are left out. But... The Lakers play the Clippers on July 30th. And by the way, if the Lakers win that game, they would have a six and a half game lead with seven to play. They pretty much wrap up the number one seed, but the seedings don't matter anymore because there's no home court advantage. Right. So mm-hmm. now it really comes down to matchups. So let's talk about potential matchups for the Lakers right now Now in the first round, look, they're going to play whoever it could be Memphis, it could be Portland, the Pelicans. I don't think any of those teams are really going to matter for the Lakers. I mean, everyone's trying to hype up the Pelicans. They're a very young team. Call me in two or three years, maybe the Pelicans are a a legitimate contender. But I'll tell you, a team that's looming in the second round, Catino, that maybe they're not going to beat the Lakers, but this is a team that since the uh Thanksgiving had the second-best record in the NBA behind Milwaukee, and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, yeah. That is a team, post-Russell Westbrook, now a Chris Paul, and not a huge name team, Gilgis Alexander. I mean, they got some players there, but they're Mm -hmm. one of those teams that was playing some really good basketball when this thing shut down. And if ultimately the Lakers were to play – the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. You don't really want to wrestle with the Pelicans, do you? In a best of seven series, the Pelicans. Even, uh, not the Pelicans. I mean the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder is a. Well, team. I think it's all
2: about matchups, right? So let me tell you why. What what I've even going back to high school. If you go yeah. back from high school, you go back to col- You go to college, and then you go to the pros. The best team. Like Those teams that give you problems are the best teams. Their guard play yeah. is amazing. And Oklahoma City Thunder's guard play, they have three point guards on the floor at one time. And all of those point guards can score.
3: And you don't so have scary. Avery Bradley. Yeah, and
2: that's scary. Now
3: No Avery Bradley but, against the Thunder. How but, does that affect the Lakers? But
2: the thing is now, you see, the Lakers are different. If this was a smaller team that they were playing, i give them a chance. Not saying I don't give them a chance now. But you gotta think about it. If you do blow past somebody for the Lakers, right? Their average is like six, 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 seven. That's right. their average starters. You you take Avery Bradley out of it. Everybody's tall, so it's all about a matchup game. Even if you blow past one person, there's Anthony Davis. There's Dwight Howard. There's Devel McGee. There's LeBron James. There's Danny Green. There's there's a lot of big guys that are in that paint. So your mid range game. Kicking all the way out, hoping you make your threes all the time. Those type of scenarios have to happen for you to beat the Lakers because the Lakers are so big. That's one. And two is you're exposed. They're posting people up, right? You only have Steven Adams that is that big to be guarding in the post. Everybody else is more so fastball kind of thing, right? Chris Paul's gonna probe. Um, Who's the other kid? Uh, uh, Alexander's gonna probe. Right. You know, those things. But again, Gallinari
3: is a tricky player. Gallinari
2: is definitely tricky, but again, he's not fast enough to keep up when it comes to these different types of people.
3: Here's here's the interesting thing. If you look at the Western Conference right now, so the Lakers clearly appear there will be the one seed, and then whoever is going to be the eight seed, uh, depending if there is a play-in or anything else, it's going to be the Lakers versus one of those teams. But everybody else, (laughs) two through seven, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, and Mavericks. That could shift in any way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is conceivable if the Clippers lose a couple of games, they could drop from the two to the four or the five. Right. And suddenly, instead of the Lakers Clippers in the conference finals, they could be in the conference semifinals. I mean, everybody seems. To, I mean, that's the matchup we want to see, right? We right. want to see Lakers Clippers.
2: The hallway series.
3: I mean, that is it. Well, I mean, we they, almost that, had that. We're all in the same. But, but we, I mean, we almost
2: had that hallway series before the season began.
3: You know, with Kawhi and PG, you know, joining obviously the Clippers, and with Anthony Davis joining LeBron the Lakers. That is the matchup we want to see. We may actually see it in the conference semifinals right now.
2: Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be in the Western Conference Finals, right? Of course, to boost up those ratings. But uh, we almost had that in two. we were worried about
3: ratings, isn't? Aren't these ratings going to be off the well, charts?
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, I hope so.
3: Do you realize on Saturday, August first? So that's a month from now, right? right. We're going to be sitting here, and they're going to have a quadruple header. Uh, on love the it. NBA that day. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to see We're it. We're going to be sitting here watching live NBA I can't wait. To I see game it. after game after game. Four games that day. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So what do you do with the telecast? Are you... Uh, you know, again, we we talked about. I think the 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 level of play is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Normally, like I said, guys are nursing injuries and everything else, just trying to survive the playoffs. Everyone should be healthy, assuming everyone is uh, free of any COVID nineteen. So, we should guys teams should be at full strength, except for a few players that might sit this one out. But um, I mean, I I just I'm trying to figure out exactly. How you do the telecast? Do you pipe in crowd noise? I mean, that's that's been my problem like with watching the golf. Like 2K. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's all you can do, right?
3: So you, do you do you, for television? I mean, it won't be heard in the in the arenas, but who cares? The arenas, they're they're playing their game. Do you spice it up the telecast a little bit for the NBA? Yeah. Add a crowd. What's that, noise? what's
2: that? What's that? Is that uh what's that uh a uh, uh, virtual kind of three D. You can
3: create anything you can nowadays. Create a, you you can, can create a whole crowd. Yeah, holograms.
2: Yeah, yeah. You can create the crowd. Of course, for, for, for the uh, TV viewers, right? Create the right. crowd, and you know when you, uh,
3: you could have play you, you could crowd. create a crowd where you know the Lakers are playing whoever, and they got Jack Nicholson right there in the front row. Exactly. <laughs> Do you need that if you're watching the games? I tell you, I've been watching the golf. As long as I don't have any sound on the golf, it looks great. When I turn on the telecast, it bothers me because you're so used to a guy makes a putt. You get a little applause.
2: There's nothing. I mean, it's like classical music, right? It just makes you...
3: (laughs) So do you have to spice it it up? I guess these are some of the things they're going to be thinking about. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's find out what's trending right now. David Gascon, uh, he jumped on the... Chocolate chip banana bread with pecans, your thoughts? Of
2: course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> just,
3: just kind
7: of following the crowd of chow. Mm-hmm. That's fine to eat. I um those are better than any of the cookies that Denise has made. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Now you're really stepping it up. What did uh what did she make for the guys down in San Diego? Brownies. Oh man. Alright, so I can't pass. Oh, uh oh, Rich
3: ate ten.
7: <laughs> he did? He ate ten brownies. <laughs> now were they like the big block brownies or the small small size ones, kinda like the ones? About
3: you- the size of what you just ate. Oh okay. god. He ate ten of those. Not two,
7: not three. Man.
3: Not four. Yeah. Not five. Yeah, Brennar Bordov ate five. <laughs> I put, I brought twenty six brownies in. I did not eat one. They were gone.
7: That's amazing. Yeah,
3: Denise is amazing. Well, there she goes.
7: And that's yeah. just dessert. Who knows what she does for like breakfast or lunch or dinner? Well, she made Catino a sandwich. What kind?
3: I don't know what was it on. Was there, like, I think?
2: It was like it was like it was lettuce, avocado, no lettuce, bacon, bacon, mm. chicken. Mm. Uh, tomato. And then Yummy. there was some
3: kind of spread on that thing It yeah, was spicy. It was a little it was, a spicy. Spread. it was silly. What kind of bread?
2: Sourdough? Sourdough. Yeah. Oh, sourdough. Silly. When I say silly, silly. Mm-hmm. Huh. silly. I
7: don't want to get too personal, but Steve, <laughs> uh, I don't think you should have. Uh, I, th- I think it's safe to say you should be there at home. You know what you Denise. say,
3: can't live with him, can't live without him. That's
7: yeah. the way it works. At yeah. Yeah. least, bless least
2: three days out of the week, he gets really good food. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the exactly
3: <laughs> point. It's still you a really good food
7: And an air mattress to sleep on. Uh-huh. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? <laughs>
2: Alright,
3: well, we don't have NBA games yet, but it won't no. be long. Won't be long.
7: Yeah, guys, uh, Right now, golf is going on right now. Travelers Championship is underway, round number three. Brent Todd currently is the leader. He's done for the day, but he sits on top at minus 18. Dustin Johnson is two strokes behind. Phil Mickelson, who came into the day as the leader, is at minus 12. He's at plus one for the round. He's on hole number 17. Speaking of which, Jason Day, he had a third-round tee time earlier this morning, 8.09 Eastern. It was pushed back to 9.15 a.m., because he requested travelers to allow him to have that tee time pushed back so he could have the coronavirus test. Uh, nothing no, In terms of results, nothing was uh, publicized just yet, but it was out of precaution. So the test results have been pushed back. He started on the 10th tee and not played alone. Uh, on top of that, the PGA Tour did say they're implementing a new policy that will prohibit players from coming on property while waiting for their first test result in a new city that they play in. Speaking of which, the Texas Rangers have been hammered over the last couple days, and Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram reports that no players, coaches, or baseball operations personnel were among those who tested positive for the coronavirus. On the other side, in the NFL, Bucks defensive tackle Vita Vea recovering from a minor hand procedure, according to Rick Stroud, down there in Tampa. Vea will be limited at the beginning of training camp but is not expected to have any limitations once the regular season does begin We'll see if that's on time. Guys, back to you guys.
3: All right, David, thank you very much. Coming to you live from the GEICO Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more into car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Adam Silver is still cautious. He's still erring on the side of being cautious. And that is, Katino. there's been a big outbreak, obviously, of a positive tests. Uh, in the state of Florida, around the Orlando area. But it would appear that all of our major team sports, whether it's the NBA or Major League Baseball, the NHL or the NFL down the road, they are determined to get these seasons in. They are not going to be deterred. They understand that there are going to be positive cases. We're going to have to put guys out, but we're going to get these seasons in. Uh, and it counters what a lot of other businesses are doing right now where they're just shutting down again. Suddenly, you know, in the state of Texas, they're shutting down bars and everything else after a major outbreak of COVID-19. So is this wise for the sports world to basically set their own rules saying, look, we understand we've got to deal with this virus. I mean, you know, Adam Silver basically said that sports are essential. They will help our country. So we understand that, People will get sick, but at the same time, we gotta we gotta get back to business.
2: It's true. It's true.
3: Is that I, smart?
2: I mean, listen. Whoever has an opinion about what to do or what not to do, I mean, it's just your opinion, right? It, 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 there's no true answer. There's no. There's no. There's no cure to all these different types of uh, uh, questions that people kind of have in their head. I just. There's casualties that has to happen, right? There's all types of different things that's going on in life, where there's diseases before this. Um, I just it, it. It's not like the War War Z where where it's someone touches you and you're, ah I'm a zombie and I right. touch them. It's not like again there. And I don't want to become. I don't want to sound cynical, but no matter what, I don't care how much you prevent it things bad bad things happen to people people get sick people die it's just what it is my stepmother never smoked a day in her life and she passed away at 60 years old lung cancer so do i get mad at god do i get mad at people who smoke do i say oh you need to stop be away from her with smoke and she's walking down the street inhaling it she worked for the government in philadelphia do i get mad at them it's things happen it just happens so what do you do do you stop living do you stop breathing You want to just lock yourself in the house. Now, if you lock yourself in the house, when do you come out of of your bunker? When? When do you start going on in life? Because the human body is amazing where it adapts. Right. So you have to put yourself in these positions to be able to adapt. Now, some people may not. It's just what it is. But it just bothers me that, like, you know, there's these scared, tactic people, and they bring, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Well, here's what Adam Silver said, and I think this was very on point. He said, we are left with no choice but to learn to live with this virus. No options are risk-free right now. We have developed a safe and responsible plan. We're coming back because sports matter in our society. They bring people together when they need it the most. I I couldn't say it any better. I think he's absolutely on point about why it's so important for the NBA to come back for all these major sports leagues to come back. And there's no guarantee. Now, we've had several players in the NBA. I believe four players have opted out that will not participate. Do you anticipate more players between now and the time that players have to report to Orlando between July 7th and 9th to opt out? And once they're in there, in the bubble, and remember, you still got several weeks before we get to the start of the actual games do you think there's going to be a freak out on certain players, especially if players once inside the bubble are still testing positive for COVID-19? Could you see more players saying, forget it, I'm out of here?
2: I, again, I don't know. I don't, at this day and age of players, um, no disrespect to anybody like that, you know, they have a – you're only as faithful as your options. Michael Jordan told me that my rookie year. So if you are a struggling player or a player that don't make just as much money as all the stars or – even the uh, the, the uh, top tier, the middle tier, whatever guys. Mm-hmm. If the NBA calls you and say we want you to play, you're going to go play. Especially if you're financially in a, a bad position, you're going to play. Right. Period. But when you have options, everybody has options. They can be able to do. They can say, Nah, oh, no, I'm not playing. I don't want to endanger my family. But if you, the lights start cutting off and everything, you're going to find a way to do something to make money. It's just what it is in life. So yeah, okay, good for you. You have an option to be able to play or not play. Okay, because Ebola scars, all that stuff is out there, too. And you're still playing. Right. And there ain't no cures on these different things. Right. So all I'm saying is like, when do you when do you like push the envelope? When do you get into that mode where it's like, listen, there will be this things will happen. It's like playing a sport. If you're going to play a sport and think you're not going to get hurt. Don't play the sport. Sit you behind down. But you're going to get hurt in sports. That's just what it is. Someone's going, unless you're playing golf, right? Unless you're playing tennis, someone else's body is going to hit yours. Simple, right? If you want to box, you're going to get punched in the face. I'm sorry, okay? That's just how life works. So in saying that, like, you have to be proactive. Just go. Just get get out there. These players are like, you know, and maybe it's the family members. You know, My mom, she's 65. She lives with me right now. You know, and she's scared sometimes. She puts her mask on, but she goes out now. She's a little more comfortable going out. I don't want anything to happen to my mother. But at the end of the day, what can I do? I'm just me. I can't. As much as I do try to protect my mom, but she staying in that back room. A year from now, she can come out. Somebody has it that's asymptomatic that she don't know, thinking everything's okay to do. She hugs him and boom. What do you want me to do then?
3: Well, and again, what we don't understand here about the NBA players opting out is they're not going to be around their loved ones. They're in a bubble. I mean, this is not like the Major League Baseball players are going to be coming and going. By the way, we're going to get much more on Major League Baseball. They're still trying to work on their schedule, some possibilities there. And COVID-19, as you know, is not the only major story going on in the country right now. Social justice is a big story as well. The bubble Wallace situation, the noose situation, and how it affects NASCAR moving on. We're going to tell you coming up next. Steve Harbin and Katino Mobley, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Well, we had the story that NASCAR, by the way, put out about a noose in the garage of Bubba Wallace. And for 48 hours, everyone ran with that in any direction they wanted to run with it. That's how our news operates now. They see a story, we're going to put our spin on it one way or the other. Well, then the FBI comes out with an investigation and says it turns out that this pole rope had actually been in that garage since the fall and did not find any direct connection to Bubba Wallace other than the fact that he was assigned that stall. Well, then NASCAR came out with information, Katino, and here's what they found out. There are 29 racetracks that they use, 1,684 garage stalls. They checked them all. You know what they found? What? 11 pull ropes in 1,684 garage stalls. And as we later saw with the photo, there was only one noose. There were 11 out of 1,684 garage stalls. There were only 11 pull ropes, and only one of them was tied like a noose. One. And,
2: and it just so happened that it was Bubba. And it
3: just so happened that he was assigned to the garage out of 1,684 garage stalls on 29 racetracks. So let's let's, let's talk NASCAR. to the person who assigned it. So, well, they say the garages are assigned randomly only in the sense of where you rank or where you seated or something has to do with where you are going into the race. There is a formula that they use to assign the stalls. Something doesn't smell right here. It really doesn't, especially after you see the noose. It's a noose. I mean, it's a noose. I mean, I I don't know. It, that You could call it a pull rope for a garage, but it was tied like a noose. The other pull ropes weren't, but that one was. And here's the thing. It's been hanging in that garage, they say, since the fall. Did anybody see it? Anybody say, gee, you know, uh... Damn, that looks like a noose. And here's the problem. They don't have cameras in these garage stalls. So whoever did it will never know unless they actually come out and say they did it. But somebody did it. NASCAR's got a problem. They really do. You know, they've gotten rid of the Confederate flag. And I know we have a lot of NASCAR fans out there. And this is not an indictment on the sport because it's a great sport. Great drivers. I've been out in Fontana covering the NASCAR race for many years here in, in California. So uh, I know it. I've been to the Daytona 500 a couple of times, cover that race. It's phenomenal. Great fans, great everything. But you got an image problem right now, and this didn't help. And now the head of NASCAR says, well, I made a mistake. I should have said it was an alleged situation. What, what is not alleged? That was a noose. I mean, that is that is a noose in that garage. And so, I, I don't know – I mean, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Where, where does NASCAR go from here to try to turn the page? Because, obviously, Bubba Wallace still has plenty to say about it.
2: Well, I mean, listen, whoever assigned that, all this old pick in the hat and this is what you get, I don't believe none of that. Um, a noose is a noose, all right? And um, if this was any other nationality, whatever it comes to – like, listen, a lot, some things have meaning, whether we – whether we gave them to them, believe in them or not, it's just this meaning, right? Um, and it's for a lot of different people. Like, so for the noose, we got to think about, you know, what that represents. And to have someone put that there out of this enormous amount of garages and then all of a sudden that they're placing it on ranking, whoever, th- that's not coincidental. You have to do the back check and that person has to pay for that. Like, it's just, it's, it's very simple. You can't just... Throw the blame around, right? Where where you all you control this environment? Now you're blowing the thing. The you 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 throw you're throwing the the uh, blame around. I don't I don't understand that part.
3: I, I, it's just unreal. I mean, one noose in one thousand six hundred eighty four garages, and it just so, so happened no to cameras, be the garage that no, was given above no, the wall. No
2: cameras. No nothing.
3: There's no cameras. They, they, by the way, now they've said they will set up cameras in all these garage stalls because obviously they don't want a repeat of this, but this is, you know, I'll put it this way. It doesn't help the situation. I mean, there's a lot of controversy about how a lot of people are handling the social justice situation. This is not an argument. That's not acceptable under any circumstances. So we may never know how it got there, but it can't happen again and they're going to have to turn the page on that. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So we're sitting here, and we're very excited about the start of the NBA season. But what about Major League Baseball? We're going to give you the latest on what the MLB is doing for their season coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my, look at that. He is... All right, rolling along on this Saturday, it is Hartman Mobley, and we have an NBA schedule out. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, also the big news this week was that Major League Baseball and the Players Union came to an agreement. A 60-game season. Great. It's going to start either July 23rd or 24th. Katina, when they originally announced it at midweek, they said within 72 hours we would have a schedule. We don't. They're working on a couple things. A couple of things about this uh, Major League Baseball season that is a whole lot different than what, what the NBA is proposing. It starts with no bubble. The pa- plan for Major League Baseball is they will be playing in their existing cities. In fact, they will be due to show up at their individual cities as each team will hold their own spring training in their home ballpark, empty ballpark, July 1st. Uh, That's Wednesday. So how do you think this is going to work, Katino, when you have testing up the yin-yang, but guys allowed to basically come and go as they please? I mean, they'll be at home. They'll be, if they go on the road, they're going to be in a hotel. Um. There's a trust factor here. This is not a bubble. They will be tested frequently, but this is not a bubble. This is a whole different ballgame for Major League Baseball, and this is going to be going on from the end of July to the end of September and then on through to the playoffs. You think that's going to work? Or are we asking for trouble? And obviously, people are going to test positive, but they they said, "Look, you test positive, we put you on the shelf for a few days. We'll keep testing you. You get a couple of negative tests, we'll put you right back in."
2: Why not try it? But uh, again, excuse me. Why not try it? Why, what are we doing? Why are you? Why are we? There is no right answer. You have to. It's like experimenting and I'm sorry you're experimenting with us as human beings, but you have to try something to get back to normalcy. Like what? <laughs> OK, these people are sitting here on Twitter and everywhere else. Oh, you yeah, stay in the house. I told you to stay in the house. I told you to wear a mask. OK, do that. But go ahead. Wear the mask. Try to stay as clean as possible. But stay active. What else do you want a person to do? When you people out there with these opinions, when is it okay for a person to step out and be normal again? That's what I'm trying to figure out.
3: Well, and this is, uh, again, the doctors are definitely going to be interested to see how the bubble works for the NBA, but I think they're really going to be interested on how this is going to work for Major League Baseball. Now, there are uh, there's a 113-page Well, I guess it was 101, but they increased it. About rules for baseball. Guys, did you see all this? Gavin, did you see this as well? Some of the rules for baseball. I know you're a big baseball fanatic here. Okay. Let's start with the no spitting rule. Spitting is 100% out of the question. Catino, all baseball players spit. It's what baseball players do. They spit. Okay. (laughs) And they chew. And they chew. No you sun, see- no, not only no tobacco allowed, no sunflower seeds allowed, unless you want to swallow the seeds because Ugh. that's not going to happen. Extra fiber. <laughs> so is this a realistic rule? I mean, I that I don't sounds th- ridiculous. I that- mean, like. Oh, man. By the way, also, baseball players will not be allowed to shower at the ballpark.
4: Which they was all, one of the things that they got really uproarious about. That was that was a contested rule about showering together. I thought that was interesting. Okay, so
3: let's apply that to the NBA. If you play in an NBA together. game. I know. Sh- okay, so, so you. If
2: it's, if it's if it's like four four heads on this side and four on the opposite side, right? No. So you're just like two. I'm just saying. The showers
3: like, are shut down. You are told to go home. To shower, or you can. What does it matter? They
2: tell you to come in and wash your hands anyway. So, isn't. isn't, isn't, shower, isn't showers isn't at. is washing your hands a part of
4: water? Showers at baseball uh, ballparks will be discouraged, and players will arrive in uniform.
3: Yes, so you will go to the ballpark in your uniform, and driving you will, in cleats, and you coats. will and you will, and you will leave the, the ballpark in your For uniform them tight pants
2: when you sitting down. Hell
3: oh,
4: yeah! Hopefully, you're not drinking a car.
2: coffee
3: or, or something on yeah, the way.
2: Sitting on a bench and sitting in the car is totally different.
3: So imagine if in the NBA you arrived in your uniform and you left in your uniform without showering. Would that be a problem? Oh
2: yeah, you know how bad people be. You know know how bad guys be smelling. You putting that in your car.
3: Imagine I was talking to Rich Orenberger about this as a former NFL player, and having worked in the NFL years ago. Can you imagine NFL players arriving in their uniform and leaving in their uniform? How about getting on a bus to go back to the? How about players?
4: It It would be impossible. Players may not touch their face to give signs or are not allowed to lick their fingers. That is something you learned watching baseball movies growing up about coaches, you know, managers signaling signs. That will get so abused, that rule, that they cannot enforce that.
3: Yeah, the pitchers, so pitchers, you know, can lick their fingers, you know, because, again, you're trying to get a little traction on the ball. We're not talking about spitting on the ball, but just to get a little. So pitchers can carry a small wet rag in their pocket to use for moisture. Water is the only substance allowed on the rag. Pitchers can't use the rag while they're on the rubber, have to clearly wipe their fingers dry before touching the ball or the rubber, and umpires are allowed to check the rags at any point. <laughs> Baseball players are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. I'm an Angels fan.
4: I watched Jared Weaver tug on the same part of his sleeve after every pitch and lick his fingers before every pitch for 10 years or so.
2: Listen, we sit it. Mike Bibby, uh, uh, myself, I remember when I was younger, especially LeBron James, right? Yeah. Just to name a few people like this, just biting the fingernails, just biting mm. the fingernails, biting mm-hmm. the fingernails. Now we even bounce the ball on the court. We've touched other players, but blah, blah. Mike's not really like that. Mike is very right. He's a germaphobe, mm-hmm. so he he'll place uh, towels on the floor just to walk to the shower.
3: Okay, let's go. Let, can you can you give me some of the NBA players? The idea of them not showering. How that could be a danger to anyone that walks their path after a game.
2: I'm not going to throw my guys under the bus. All right.
3: I heard Vlady Divac was Boban. definitely one of those. Well, no. A
2: lot of those, <laughs> the, a lot of European guys. They, yeah. And you know what's funny? Because being from America, right, we use soap guys, right? Yeah. These guys wasn't using soap. They would use, like, shampoo and conditioner, and they thought their body was clean. <laughs> I'm like, eh, hey, nah, not really. <laughs> no deodorant. Eh. Hey.
3: It's a little smell there, buddy. <laughs> so, but you you knew those players, right?
2: <laughs> I knew them, yeah, a lot of them. Like, I'd be in a car and it's like, ooh, bye. you want to roll that window Just crack the window just a little bit. Crack that.
3: That's
6: just terrible. That's just the bohemian way, you know. Yeah, no, well, it's uh, yeah. It's a whole bunch of them.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. All right, so there's other pro- <laughs> There's a lot of rules in baseball Oof. here. Fighting is out. In fact, if you somehow instigate a fight, you will be suspended for 10 games, actually 20 games, a third of the season. It's a 60 game season. Also, just the idea of you hit a walk off home run. We know the scene, right? Guy hits a walk off home run, all his teammates are at home plate to greet him. Not anymore. You'll just run the bases like you normally do and walk off the field. No one allowed out of the dugout. Now, not everyone's going to be in the dugout, Katina. They're going to be in the stands. They got them spread out all over the ballpark. Guy throws a perfect game, right? Usually, he's mobbed by his teammates. Catcher comes out, jumps on it. Not anymore. You're just going to have to just sort of uh, wave. What do you got to do? Also, is anybody in favor of this runner on second base situation? So, this has been used in international rules. So, in an attempt to hope that you don't have a lot of long games, and by the way, the percentage of games in Major League Baseball that go 12 or more innings is small. But they, so the deal is that the 10th inning, they will put a runner on second base to start the inning. By the way, if you're pitching a perfect game, apparently your perfect game ends right there and you had nothing to do with it because they put a runner on second base. So that'll be scored someone on second as an error that's or something compli- like that. That's too
2: complicated for me. It's too much.
3: I mean, I just gimmick stuff. I don't want to see gimmick stuff. Let's keep it simple. The majority of extra inning games end in the 10th inning. So why do we have to gimmick it up? Oh, I mean, it's just. Ah. I mean, there are so many rules here. Games can end in a tie. All teams will be allowed to use designated hitters. How about this? In spring training, pitchers can re enter games after being taken out. What? How does that work? I mean, these are just the nonsensical things that are going to happen in baseball. I hope they pull this off. I really do. I mean, Gavin's a big Angels fan. He's anxious. (laughs) Uh, By the way, did you see that teams will be not limited on how many pitchers they have in their roster? I was figuring this out. They're going to expand the rosters to 30. I'm guessing teams will carry 17 pitchers. And it's most likely your starting pitchers, at least initially, won't go beyond four innings. So you better have a pretty good bullpen. That's the way it's going to – these games are going to be endless. You do understand that, right? Because the other rule is if a ball touches two players' hands, it has to be thrown out of the game. Well, isn't that
4: every pitch? Well, look, for years people have clamored about the history and tradition of the game, and they've wanted changes. Well, you're going to get plenty all in one summer,
3: one short summer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's not good. We've been complaining about the length of baseball games over the last several years. I'm telling you, these games could be endless.
6: So they're just going to start throwing away these baseballs? Seems like a lot of waste of baseballs. Yeah. Can't they, like, sanitize them and sell them as a souvenir?
2: Yeah. How about you just have the players sign them and then.
6: Well,
3: you know this every time a a new ball, like a ball fouled off, obviously a new ball enters play. And what happens? They throw it to the pitcher and he rubs it up, right? To get a little feel for the ball. Well, if you have to do that on every pitch, that's
6: There's literally aren't the changes like. That Gavin wants. The good thing is. He's not going to speed
4: yeah. up the game. For the milestone home runs that do happen, mm-hmm. looking at you, Albert Pujols, that that ball will not be auctioned off. It won't go to a fan. It'll be in the stands, and someone will pick it up for him. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or, if, if it's a Giants game, I don't know if you saw that. They're going to have cardboard cutouts of of their season ticket holders.
3: Did you see this? just hit one of those. All right. This is on the other side. So the idea of no fans. Now, Major League Baseball has not said at any point this year there won't be fans. But the Giants came up with an idea that I'd be curious to see if Katina (laughs) would do something like this. All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. More nonsense coming out of Major League Baseball coming up next.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. (laughs)
5: Steve Harbin, Coutinho Mobley, coming to you
3: live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico's sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback. A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies to both current and new customers. The last year full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. One of the reasons, by the way, Major League Baseball held off on this schedule, they still haven't decided whether they're going to expand the playoffs. Are you guys fans of expanded playoffs? I can tell you right now I'm not. So the NBA has 30 teams, and 16 of them make the playoffs. And as you know, Katino, many of these NBA teams have a losing record, and somehow they're rewarded with a spot in the playoffs, even yeah, if they get bounced I early. I
2: don't get that. I don't like that.
3: Major League Baseball still has the lowest percentage of teams in the playoffs. They have 30 teams and 10 make the playoffs. But they're talking about expanding it to 16. Please. How do you feel about that? I mean, the idea that you have to play four, four out of seven rounds in the NBA playoffs. Does a team that's sitting there with a losing record really, have they earned a chance to play for an NBA championship in the playoffs? How would you, I mean... How about they They won't
2: even get that far? I don't.
3: All
2: right, we just spoke about this off air, privately Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, who you are is who you are. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. At twenty one, at thirty one, who your characteristics, who you are. Unless you are backed in the corner, you you have to change. Right, who you are is who you are. So if you are twenty four wins and you make make one game interesting in the first half, (laughs) (laughs) right. Like you've played, what 24, 50, 70-something or sixty something games, right? Your character is your character, right? Nothing's going to get better once the, uh, the the competition and the stakes are higher. It's not like you're going to. Uh, you should have did that early. So at the end of the day, when you have someone, and no disrespect to Bradley Beal and those guys or Devin Booker, because I love those dudes, but it's not just you. It's a whole team, and this is matchups, and it, you, you're not. There's no one that's going to win in 20-something games and 30-something games think you're going to be able to compete with big teams like that on a regular basis, let alone win four games.
3: Well, and and by playing that extra round, you're also exposing yourself to a possibility of injuries, right? We always look forward to the potential of the big matchup at the end, but you have this opening round series, a one-sided series, somebody goes down with an injury. How about this? Imagine if the NBA playoffs are similar to baseball. How about this NBA playoffs? So you're you have the one, two, and three seeds in the conferences sit for a spell because the only other teams are the four and five seeds. The four seed in each conference plays the five seed in a best two out of three. Imagine that series, right? You have a four seed and a five seed, and they're playing a best two out of three. The winner of that plays the one seed in the next round. There's no six, seven, or eight seed. So you have the four seed playing the five seed in a best two out of three to determine who's going to play the one seed. And then the two seed plays the three seed. Wouldn't that be a better format? First of all, you've got better teams in there. Just imagine how intense that two out of three would be between a four and a five seed because they're both good teams. So that's going to be intense. And then you're eliminating, again, the chance of having injuries early in the playoffs when they really shouldn't even play those series to begin with.
2: So so just go back for a second, right? He's talking about these teams. Right. I'm looking at, like, and I love Patrick Beverly, too. Yes. Okay? But who would you rather be, who would you rather have on a team, Russell Westbrook or Patrick Beverly, right? Like, yeah. Patrick Beverly messed up Russell Westbrook's knee by, you know, diving in when he was trying to call a timeout. Mm -hmm. And now you have one of your best players that are gone. So not saying Patrick Beverly, but I'm just saying just in general, when you're playing these teams that are 10th, 12th, 15th place, and something happens to one of the stars on a first, second or third seed teams, why? For what? You don't even have a chance anyway. So diving into someone's legs or undercutting someone with a rebound or fouling one some fouling someone too hard after uh uh the, the series is three zero or two zero, like why would you even take that chance? I, I don't I don't to me, the seating that you're speaking of, I, I like better than sitting here having you know, listen, there there has been AFCs that beat that beat one seed. Okay? Denver. Seattle. Right. Right? There's this there's, there's been situations like that. Now Denver wasn't a bum team. You had the Kimbe Mutombo, Matumbo, you had Robert Pack, you had a lot of the, you know, Dale Ell- You had guys that were very capable of being a uh at least a top five seed It's just about the whole way the season went. But when you have teams that are like can't even sniff eighth, but yet you get a chance, yeah. anything can- I don't like that.
3: Well I imagine don't. like in the East right now, so you would have a four or five matchup of let's say the Heat and the Sixers. Two out of three, the winner gets to take on the Bucs. Those are pretty intense two out of three, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, in baseball, they do a one-game playoff for that wild card. NBA, I would do two out of three because you can't keep everybody waiting too long. But uh, I understand it's about money. They sell it and everything else. I'm very curious about the ratings. Oh, by the way, getting back to our previous story about baseball. So the San Francisco Giants, am I understanding this right, Gavin? So the Giants... You can for ninety nine dollars, you can buy a cutout of yourself or a cutout of anybody. Or how yeah, does this so work? Yeah, so
4: it's only eligible for season ticket holders. Okay, and
3: you would send in a photo,
4: and they will make a cutout and place you in the stands.
3: You mean like a fathead, or <laughs> yeah. I mean, how big are these cutouts?
4: I think so, and I'm excited to see if a if one of them gets hit in the face, if the ball would just go through it, maybe that that can get auctioned off. I
3: don't know uh <laughs> wait a second it's ridiculous it's- it really okay so you've seen over in Cor- in korea right Katino, mm-hmm. they yeah. have like dolls and yeah. yeah they got into trouble when they had sex dolls out there they weren't understanding <laughs> what what they were putting in Why? the seats there was an opera Why? house that just played to uh, a, a room of plants. <laughs> a house of plants i saw that a house of plants i saw plants is that really necessary I mean, like you say, as a player, you're not really paying attention anyway. If there's no noise coming from them, do you have to have something that visually does it? Well, not matter. For the,
2: the players don't really care, right? Like we don't care. The it's golfers
3: just... do, apparently.
4: Well, well, <laughs> golfers I'm... are loving life right now. Yeah, they are. Shooting they should have incredible cutouts incredible at, at the travelers, and then just a recording of someone going. Okay, Get so in the hole! wait,
2: wait, no, listen. Okay, so check this out. Remember when we saw the, it we saw the the documentary? What dream team, Magic Johnson and all those guys? Yeah. How intense was that in practice?
3: Oh yeah. Right. Think about it. How about Michael Jordan last dance? Remember he showed up? What was it? they were showing a pickup game that he was playing when yeah. he was, you remember? North Carolina, right? All
2: that. Like do you see how those games are. Our practices are yeah. intense. Intense. We love that. So if we have fans who are not in the in the stands, mm-hmm. we're still thinking – You know, listen. I think it's if it's intense. televised, yeah. if it's televised, we're still good. I'm still good. If it's, tele- if it's televised, it's even, it's kind of like they're there, but they're not. Right. right. Because it, 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 looking at that documentary of uh, Dream Team and looking at what Michael Jordan was doing and when he sprained his ankle in his first year or second year and then he went to North Carolina to rehab mm. and they were playing one-on-ones, I mean, five-on-fives and one-on-ones, that was intense. So this is going to be intense. Like, people, I'm telling you. We, we're going to play um, Dwayne Wade and those guys. They practice. Well, not Dwayne so much, but a lot of the younger guys practice right now in uh, Chasworth that's going into the draft, and it's intense.
3: A lot but, of it's I mean, intense. but,
2: I mean, okay,
3: I, I agree with you, and I, I think the level of play is going to be outstanding in the NBA for no other reason than everyone's going to be healthy, much healthier than they normally are when they go into the playoffs because they haven't played a full 82-game season leading up. You've had four and a half months left.
6: Yes, what uh, you, Sam. What do you got? Well, you got? I I think that this whole cardboard cutout thing is actually a really creative way to recoup some revenue, right? Right. Because I mean, yeah. uh, it's almost like, and it would be bit even nice if maybe they could come like pick up their cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. Be kind of well, fun. I mean, what's, what's the difference between plaques,
2: right? Think about it, right? Yeah. People put plaques on seats, yeah, yeah a, right? a, or whatever it is, as same as honoring thing. Honoring someone, yeah. Or someone you you have to pay a certain or, fee to do sure. that,
6: and I think the, the cardboard cutout idea is is actually a brilliant way to generate some revenue. Yeah. By the way, did you happen to catch uh, on uh, XR
3: 1360 Fox Sports San Diego the feminized version of me, Rich, and John Schaefer, our partner? You didn't see this online? Very disturbing d- photo. Oh. You,
6: did you see that, Gavin? I did. I you did, did. Oh, see Your actual that. picture, was. This has been the trend lately of turning yeah, men they, into
3: women. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Rich was uh Rich woo! looked like... Well, he had like this droopy uh eyelash on his left eye. It, it, like sort of like a walk of shame situation. I don't know what happened there. I'm A um, woman. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it is are you, have you seen it, Sam? I've seen um I've seen Paul Chris coach of with Wisconsin Badger right, football well, team. Gavin, I've, I've seen he, him turn to All you right, you're going to
3: have to show I I'll I show will, uh, I'll Kirk show it up you know, here during the break. Um A guy that we definitely would like to see that uh, joins us right now as we find out what's trending. Uh, That would be David Gascon. That joins us right now. Have you seen these photos? A little appalling. Yeah, very disturbing. Very disturbing. Um, Some people, though, were talking about – because we were talking about cutouts, you know, in the stands. People wanted to use our feminized uh, photo cutouts perhaps at games this year. I saw –
7: I don't know if you guys saw this, but I did see in a soccer match, they actually used a cutout picture of Osama Bin Laden. Did you guys hear about that? I know. Yeah, it was uh, it was in a soccer league that had it. It was a bunch of cutouts that came, and they had to remove it because, obviously, they were trying to fill the stands and whatnot, and there was literally a picture of, of Bin Laden in it. Uh, it was, uh,
4: <laughs> Jeez. Like, what
7: the hell? Of course, what South Korea, they're using uh, they're using uh, sex dolls, weren't they? They did. Well, they got fined for that,
3: though. Yeah, yeah that was that was a no-no, um, apparently. They got fined for that. So I, I'm going to show Katino here because it is a little disturbing, some of these photos.
7: Why not, if you're going to do something with the NBA, why not honor the, the, the 50 greatest players of all time?
3: Got pictures of them. See, they, there's a lot of creative ways to go about this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. To me, just empty seats is enough. I, I don't. No,
2: no. Put, put. No. Put some pictures up. You can't what are you talking waste about.
3: Yeah, you can't waste the space,
7: man. We waste the space. You gotta
2: decorate. Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> baseball field. Any, <laughs>
6: any empty space is a way to monetize You're your product. you Sam. And then, I okay, you hit a home run. The ball hits some cardboard cutout right in the face. Target. And smacks it back, and then do an instant slow mo replay of that, and be really fun.
2: I
3: like that.
7: It's pretty yeah. good. I'm gonna Steve, find this picture here. Steve, who made those pictures for you guys, by the way? I don't
3: I, I think it was uh, our you know morning to show put and Richards. In the yeah, you know they, they put dummy put that dolls thing in
7: the dummy dolls together. Oh Could you yeah, it think? was uh, yeah, the New York ball
3: hits them,
2: spit comes out, it's like Oh, here it is.
3: Sure. <laughs> Confetti, maybe. Confetti. What is that? There's me. There's Rich. And there's our man John Shea- That's Rich. What do you think?
6: Or can uh, our
3: feminized uh, versions of
6: ourselves. I don't know. It's Interesting. Okay, who did that?
4: <laughs> who did that? Schaefer looks like a college soccer player, like a, a female soccer I'll, player. He looks like know. a
3: teenage girl. I don't know. Yeah,
4: it, you know. And uh, Rich looks like he should be on a, a TV <laughs> oh, show on Bravo.
3: Let me just say it that way. He's one of those housewives, right? Real yeah, housewives yeah, yeah. of New Jersey, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yeah. Somebody said I look like a uh, uh, like a porn star that doesn't know when my time has come and gone. No, it looks like, like I a still happy- got it.
7: You're fit for. Uh- Never mind. You're fit for Chatsworth, right? Right.
2: Chatsworth.
7: (laughs) I I found the article, Steve. Um, Leeds United. They had issued a statement uh, three days ago, Mm -hmm. in which they had a cardboard cutout of Osama bin Laden and appeared in
3: attendance in one of their games.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's unbelievable.
3: Okay, this is just. I want to get fans back. Well, that's another subject. (laughs)
7: Uh, fans coming back. Uh, what about this? Uh, LA Times reporting Under Armour is trying to pull out from UCLA their their deal. They're trying to terminate a $280 million deal with the school that was uh, announced today. It was an email sent to Dan Guerrero. Steve, you got a, a brand new AD that uh, that comes in all of a sudden. You got uh, boy, I'll this tell is you not what a full a play. This is a house on fire. I mean, if Under Armour
2: pulls doing, out of Steve? their deal,
3: I, I'm telling this guy Kevin
2: Plank. What are you doing,
3: young guy out of BC? And he takes over he's like, UCLA. We got a two, Under Armour. All this could be. Oh man, Martin Germain. it's yeah. a mess.
7: And it, there are reports that they're trying to pull out of their deal with Cal as well. So, yeah.
2: mm. why is that? Not well,
3: happy with the product. Well,
2: you know, he started like what, is that 98 or the, the here, here's why I didn't mid-90s. understand.
3: Well, here's why I don't understand with the new California law that you can make your own deals, you yeah. know, that you can make money. Yeah. Let's say I'm a, a quarterback at UCLA and they got an underarm deal. And all of a sudden Nike comes to me personally and says, here's our deal. Here's some money. Oh, well, yeah. school says I wear under armor. And I'm like, forget that. I'm wearing Nike. They're paying me directly. Yeah. How does that work?
7: If you're a UCLA quarterback, you better take that money, too, because you're not going to get any playing time if you get drafted in the NFL. <laughs> wow.
3: Boom, <laughs> You're
7: going to hold Josh Rosen against us forever. He never got a fair shot.
2: He'll be mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, we'll He'll be it. all right. Give him a couple years.
7: Uh, guys, Major League Baseball, White Sox second-round pick, right-handed pitcher Jared Kelly. Uh, he signed his deal today worth $3 million. It's reported by MLB.com. Joel Sherman of the New York Post reported the Yankees and Nationals. Are one of the games planned for Major League Baseball's planned opening day. That will take place on July the 23rd. Back to you guys in just 10 seconds, but first, a word from Mako.
5: Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh. Better get Mako
7: and Steve. Uh, since you and and the the ex missus did uh, God's work today with the with yeah. the dessert, uh, I just want to throw this out there for our colleagues uh, Gavin and, and Iowa Sam. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh,
7: do not forget that our our, our good friend Steve Hartman uh, turns the ripe old age of thirty five next Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah. all that! How could we forget? <laughs>
3: yeah, Saturday the fourth of July. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll be celebrating my birthday right here, right here. That's good. That's what we're going to be doing. You got big plans for the Fourth of July, Katina?
2: I do. You do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to sit in my backyard, smoke a cigar, and watch the <laughs> deers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the ra- I have so many rabbits in my backyard; it's ridiculous. Rabbits. <clears throat> and my daughter just she just literally is trying to grab a rabbit.
3: Well, that's. And I'm like,
2: Listen, don't touch the rabbit. Okay. <laughs> yes. What's <laughs> weird is like well, okay, so what do you? Uh, it's not domestic. No. Right. So they, they mean, bite you. That's but a problem. But it's, it, it's so many of them. So we, you get one. And then you go, you you take them in to get them like rabies and all whatever. I don't know. I'm unless they not, I'm are. Not didn't do that. Let me
3: get yeah. one from R- a Rabbits store. are really bad pets. They're expensive. Uh, my 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 sister had a rabbit as a pet. She tried. So we terrified. Had, so you had to set up a cage in the back, right, to keep the rabbit in. And of course, they just drop pellets all day long. All day, they eat pellets. They drop pellets. It's unreal. We had one. A single rabbit drops as many pellets as they do. But when they're there, there's there's not much you can do with a rabbit. I mean, they could sit there timidly. You could pet it a little bit, but they don't really do anything. The problem with this rabbit was, so we had it in a cage up on the balcony of our backyard, and dogs found it, and they tore that cage apart. So that was the end of the rabbit. Yeah, oh, that was wow. that was not good. You didn't, um,
2: you, you didn't want to. You 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 just killed us on that one. I know that. I hate to say that. The poor Some little bunny.
3: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, rabbits are not good pets. Okay. They're just not. They're
6: cute and they're light. They're cute. just scared a lot. I mean, they're scared if they you. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, just dude. start trembling. They tremble it's a lot. It's so crazy. You said your daughter wants to catch one?
2: Oh, yeah, so many of them. She's yeah. like, she puts like carrots out, right? Yeah. Right, right, so right. now instead of four, it's like 10.
6: Yeah, okay, like not, maybe okay. like Like stick in the box thing, where you pull the stick out and the box they falls. Make yeah, you goal. know what? My
2: backyard's so big, Catch and, it, and the, we live around the uh, like the mountain <laughs> kind of area. Mm-hmm. So we just let them run freely, but we just like sprinkle carrots like everywhere. And before you it's know it, dreamland. Like, yeah, for them, right. It's like bugs, bug bunny is everywhere. It's like, what's up, buddy?
3: What's up, buddy? Uh, we have a really big fat one, too. It's just so, so. All right. Well, that's because eating all the carrots. He's uh, <laughs> such a bully. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more the car insurance at Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. One team that I'm really fascinated to see again, because I didn't know what to make of them before the NBA season shut down, is the Houston Rockets? What what are your impressions of the Harden Westbrook dynamic with Houston? Uh, because now they went with the small lineup. Remember, they decided. Now, when that. I say small lineup, more like the short lineup. Because yeah. Westbrook and Harden are anything but small. Those are pretty beefy guys. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that short lineup. What did you make of that? I like it. And how much problem could it? give a team facing them, let's say like the Lakers, if the Lakers had to play the Rockets in the second round, what kind of series would that be with no Avery Bradley?
2: Well... Um, it depends on because you have two explosive guards, right? right. One is more slow tempo, ISO. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook's more of one man fast break, right? So if they what they seemed like they were doing when I went to go see them in Boston, the mm-hmm. uh, Rockets play Boston, uh, which was a fun weekend with my uh, one of my best friends Johnny Johnny Novello, uh, and then the Rockets you know, we got they gave us tickets and it was so much fun. I saw a unique situation where James Harden, he was in foul trouble a little bit. Uh, the Boston Celtics were up, and then Russell Westbrook just kept putting pressure on him. Okay? Uh, uh, Houston wind up winning that game, uh, and they were down almost uh, 18, 20, or something like that. Right. And I think it's because of Russell's putting the pressure on them. But what I like about them is the way they rotate the guys, whereas James will stay in and Russell takes a break. James to start, you know, getting his groove. And then James comes out and then Russell comes in with the one man fast break because now it's hard for teams, defensive teams, to really, you know, I can key on one person. Right. Right. Where James is ISOing and, you know, you can kick it out, blah, blah. But then when Russell comes in, now it's like, okay, I need other horses to come in and stop this guy because it's not, no, it's not like, um, you know, get back uh, and, and set up the defense. It's literally like, everybody has to get back and clog up these holes because Russell Westbrook puts that much pressure on you. So I like that. Now, it, 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 when Russell had Paul George at OKC, you saw Paul George be uh, being the number top three in MVPs, and then Russell became super aggressive right. towards the end of the season, which kind of killed Paul George's enthusiasm and whatever it was. I don't know if that's going to play out again like this because – you are who you are. Russell's a, a dominant individual. Well, he's not
3: fighting for a triple-double. I mean, that's out the window. He can't do that. I It's still unbelievable, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Three consecutive years. Yeah, that's crazy. Not just one year, three consecutive years averaging and a he's triple-double. he's
2: flirting with that right now.
3: Right. Uh, before the break, he was averaging 27.5 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Harden was at 34.4 points a game. 6.4 rebounds and 7.4 assists. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> would the absence of Avery Bradley be a factor if the Lakers play the Rockets?
2: I, I, again, that's why I said I don't think oh, – well, now it's the Rockets now because before it was OKC, right? Right, we were talking so OKC Thunder, but now we're – smaller guards. Correct. These guys are bigger. Right. And they can get the, they can get the ball off. They can create more uh, uh, – match up problems so, I still like the Lakers because you have Dwight Howard defensively. You what do you have think Ed- of
3: J.R. Smith? So, the Lakers have been tinkering with the idea of signing J.R. Smith No, I, to, I, like, I
2: love J.R. Smith. I do. To, to replace I think he Avery plays Bradley. Better.
3: I think he plays best. Does he still have gas left in the tank? Oh, no, He does.
2: He def- he's He's working out now. He right. definitely does have that, but I think he plays better with LeBron. Yes. And then all he has to do is play D, which mm-hmm. he does well when he's with the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers with LeBron in him, Right. And you know, make open shots. And yeah, sometimes he's streaky, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of streaky players that are out there, but he does so much. Right. Right? He does so much. Now, uh, does he think sh- uh um um as he's uh as uh you know, sharp when it comes to, like, you know, uh, two seconds left in the game. <laughs> Obviously I, not. Yeah, I don't know about that
3: part. But then hopefully he can
2: redeem himself. That's my guy. The look on so LeBron's much.
3: face is still right. one I for the ages. I love ages. so much. But
2: you got LeBron James. You have yeah. say it's J.R. So Smith So you say LeBron floor.
3: is comfortable with J.R. Smith. He is.
2: I mean, yeah. you're probably sure he spoke about it. Except for in that one moment. Him. Yeah, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, <laughs> uh, JaVale McGee. Right. You have you have defensive-minded Danny Green. You have yeah. defensive-minded guys. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't have all these are defensive-minded guys. So I like that more than I do in because the, they can make the game ugly, mm-hmm. right? Taking bad shots. They can make t, uh, offense take bad shots and hard to get shots off and contested threes and clogging the paint. Those – that that makes another – when you're used, so used to getting layups and easy threes without contesting or no block shots, it's, it's easy. But when you have a, a seven-game series, they're not going to let – Frank, uh, vote. he's – Jason, they're not slouches. Defensively, these guys, right? They have a great scheme. So, you know, I still, I'm favored, and you have the best player in the world to me, is LeBron James. So for me, I'm just, mm. I'm going on that route. All right.
3: when well, the the Gallica Fox Sports Radio Studio, someone suggested to me that what you just said, you can, you can call LeBron the GOAT, but he's the, the best right now. Somebody else
5: Steve
3: Harbin, Coutinho Mobley coming alive from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, so you say LeBron's the GOAT. I say he's the GOAT in his NBA history. But there's another guy who might be the best right now, and his name is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has shown over the years that when the games matter most, he steps up. And remember, during the course of the season, he had load management. didn't play as many games as everybody else. 27 points a game, seven rebounds, five assists, a couple of steals, plays both ends of the court. Four and a half months off. I don't think you have to worry about load management for Kawhi Leonard at this point. How about the Clippers? I mean, do you, right now, what is a better team? Your former team, the Clippers or the Lakers? At full strength. And the Lakers will be without Avery Bradley so, are the Clippers? Are the I have
2: to go. I have to go with LeBron. I, I just over did. Kawhi. I mean, LeBron's been in the finals eight straight years. Missed last year because he had an injury. Come back. Kawhi this year. was
3: the MVP of the NBA Finals yeah, last year. Okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm all good. All, all good. good. If
2: that ball don't go in, what?
3: But who made that shot?
2: I'm just saying. If it doesn't, I'm just saying. Like these are squeak buys, right? The Sixers were pretty good. Mm -hmm. These are squeak buys, and and no discredit to Kawhi because I love. I listen. I love him. I'm just saying, LeBron James. If if you had to pick players, I'm picking LeBron James. My my future. I just of of whatever it is, whether it's a short term future of just this. I for me, just for me, I'm just I'm. He just controls games better as an individual.
3: Let's go back to when the Clippers signed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then you have the dynamic of Patrick Beverly. They can create a triangle defense to strangle teams, can they not, those three guys? For a
2: fact. For a fact.
3: I Real mean fact. that that is a triangle of defenders that well, can
2: Anthony Davis will be
3: the the um That's the problem for factor. the Clippers, yes.
2: Yes, will be the X will be the X factor when it comes to all this because no one be able to guard him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, you have uh Kawhi on LeBron or Paul on LeBron, blah blah blah, but nobody's guarding Anthony Davis when he's in his bag. And LeBron James understands that. And LeBron James is a pass first person that gets thirty a game. Mm-hmm. How are you a pass first person and you still can get thirty a game? And everybody else is eating. That's scary to me. Just to me. All
3: right. So you are, if you're a Laker fan listening right now.
2: How about this one? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George has never had a great game together consecutively.
3: They didn't play many games together.
2: But that's my point. So now you're talking about this. You have to have great games consecutive because one person's hot. The other one's
3: going to struggle. That is going to be the interesting dynamic because I think the Clippers' intention was to get more of them together on the court leading up to the playoffs. Well, they're going to have a very short schedule to do that. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So much more on what's going to be a great month of July. Well, I'm the king. Oh, yes. A much different world than it was a week ago as far as sports is concerned. Hartman and Mobley, we're coming to live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So this came down from the New York Post. Even though the Major League Baseball schedule has not been released yet, and it will come out this week, it appears the opening game will be the reigning World Series champion Washington Nationals hosting the New York Yankees. So this is what we do know about the 60-game regular season in baseball. So you have each division has five teams. You will play each team in your own division 10 times. That's 40 games. And then the other 20 games most likely will be against teams in the American League or National League, the interleague games in your region. So they're going to try to keep this as regional as possible. So that is the basic game plan on how the 60 games is going to work out. So you'll play 40 games within your division, 10 against each of the four teams, and then you'll play the other 20 games against teams uh, in the region, which I think is is the safest way to do this, uh, considering, again, that baseball will not be uh, part of a bubble situation. So remember, check-in time for Major League Baseball is July 1st. That's Wednesday. And then we go. It's going to be unbelievable. It really is going to be unbelievable. Now, you think about it right now. We are going to go from literally months and months and months of nothing, you know, outside of, look, we, we give credit to NASCAR and UFC and now golf. But I'm talking about the major team sports here. We're going to go from nothing to overload. But I mean, you know, essentially by the time we get to September – we're going to have full-blown Major League Baseball. We're going to have NBA playoffs, the start of the NFL season, hopefully the start of the college football season. And by the way, in golf and tennis, their major events are all going to be going on at the same time. Remember, the Masters is slated for November, right in the middle of the football season. So we, we will go from one of the worst – I'm one of the worst – the worst drought. Of sports that we ever seen, I guess in World War II, but it was a different world back then. To an overload, are you ready for that? Are you ready for you know us watching here? We got NBA playoffs there. We got a baseball game there. There's the NFL. Like, oof, like an overload. Too much?
2: Um, I don't think so. I think we need that. I think, uh, you know. it's it's a it's you can see a lot of what's been going on in the past four or five months right mm-hmm. where people are in their own heads in their minds and there's a lot of anger, racism, this that whatever Democrat Republican, blah 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 and it was all it always has been there. so I think uh what we need to do is not erase it or forget it, but what we need to do is have something else to think about and be able to uh, occupy our minds besides that to understand that you know, there's more things in life that are, um, there, uh, you know, whether it's a sport or, you know, um, wh- whatever it is, whatever it is that was happening through this time, right. Where it's, it's an overload of one thing. We, we need to be able to compartmentalize that now, uh, not drive ourselves crazy and get back to like uh humanity. Right. Um, and, uh, Sports is going to do that for us. So that overload, I think, for some people, because some people who like basketball don't like baseball. Some people like baseball don't really care too much about basketball or football or golf or whatever it is. You know, so, uh, you know, for people like ourselves, we're sports fanatics. We just love sports, period. Um, I don't watch baseball a lot until it's the uh, World Series. So I'm not going to miss too much. Right. But I am still a baseball fan uh, growing up from Philadelphia. But, you know, uh, can't wait for football, can't wait for tennis, can't wait for, you know, basketball. I can't wait for those things. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing to to be busy. Um, not saying, again, you want to ignore the things that did happen or are actually still happening, whether it's these different um, racial tensions or, you know, the viruses and, you know, people unemployed. Uh, you know, you, you still have 40 million people that are unemployed. Yeah. Right. So it it. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to help them, right? Watching a sport, but it it does ease the mind a little bit to stay a little bit busier, right? And then while you're doing that, you still st- still have to um, fix the issue or the problem that is that is in front of your face. But it still gives you that, you know, I, I, it's like me working all day and then I come home and my daughter's there and she makes me feel better, mm-hmm. right? And she goes to sleep and I got to go back right back to work. But for that moment in time, I felt... Like everything's okay because she loves me, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just I guess, kind of like that. You know, uh, just taking your mind off of something that you're you've been recluse and secluded, and you know you can't go anywhere, and there's no sports to even try to you know subside those different thoughts. It's it's a hard thing to do, and now that these are coming back, again, I, I it's it's better for us to have these different types of, I don't know what you want to call it, um, distractions.
3: Well, Uh, I, I will say this. The thing about sports returning is we've been searching for a way to get back to a semblance of normality, right? Right. And when sports is not there, there's nothing that feels normal. Nothing. Even if you don't like sports, sports is a constant that is there. Whether you disdain sports or you're just passionate about sports, it's a certain constant in our lives. And I think when we get Major League Baseball back and then a week later we get the NBA back and we get into the month of August and we've got both the sports going and then we're counting down to the start to the NFL season, I think there will just be a little sense of normality. And it will be interesting, too, on how that return to normal, minus the fans, Um, Because when you're watching the games, you won't notice. It'll be the same. Believe me, it'll be the same. Um, The idea of other businesses. Like, it it just, it feels like things will be back to normal, just throwing sports back out there. I think it's going to have a major positive effect on this country. Look, we trust the doctors. They're telling us right now they're working on that vaccine. We could have those vaccines ready. There's more testing going on. This is the one thing that I would hope is more and more tests are available. You know, we're getting all these tests done in sports, multiple tests. They're going to do constant testing. Wouldn't everybody out there feel a whole lot better if there was testing for all of us? Yeah. I mean, seriously, like we say, 40% of the people that have COVID-19 have no symptoms. You could be sitting there listening right now. We could be sitting here. Have you been tested yet? Have you been tested for no. COVID-19? I haven't been tested no. for COVID. Any, is any, what, do you know anybody that's actually been tested for COVID-19? I need to get a test
4: in August before I go to Hawaii. Before, before you go to Hawaii. Rules, yeah. All right, so you're heading to
6: Hawaii. Sam, what yeah. about you? I was surprised you haven't been tested. No, but you can get access to a test a lot easier than you did three, could three months ago. But, I mean, the idea of
3: everyone being tested. I mean, that's the only way we're going to know is if literally everybody's tested. And then you find out, oh, that that guy's positive. Just like we had 16 out of 302 NBA players test positive. By the way, how about Clemson football? Do you hear this? They had 13 more players test positive, 11 more. What are they up to now? 34 players? Yeah. A A third of their roster? But – you
4: went to college, Steve. I mean, yeah. the odds of college kids' social distancing. Ooh. It's ridiculous. You're only there for a couple of years. You're not going to spend it quarantined. <laughs> well, this is
3: this is the challenge. I mean, as we sit here and talk about the return of professional sports, how realistic is it to tell an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old to be responsible? You can't put them in a bubble, obviously. How's that? How realistic is that? A third, Think about this. Clemson football. A they probably... third of their team has tested positive. One out of
4: three—that's crazy. <clears throat> they were probably all at the same kegger. And...
2: <laughs> I mean, but but think about this, right? You have you, let's not. What I think what people really need to understand too is it's like uh, being nineteen and being thirty. If you're not responsible, you're not responsible. Being mm-hmm. forty, being fifty, you're six year olds. It's not responsible, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's come from how you conduct yourself, right? You're, whether you drink, smoke. Uh, but nobody's money. responsible
4: at 19. Right. But again, there's Nobody. a lot of
2: responsible people at 19 years old that we don't know about. It's just the, it's the, it's the, uh, what do you call it? It's mm-hmm. the. Uh,
3: How it's responsible were you at 19? It's
2: I was super responsible because I made it to the NBA. I, I woke up in the morning. I did what I was supposed to do. I graduated from college and I I was in college. I did my work. Some people are very responsible now. It's it be. It's like.
3: It, How did you deal the irresponsible that you had at 19? I nineteen?
2: Mean, that's what no, I'm talking about.
4: No, like, I, no, I not, not that guy. No, okay. not like you, I Kevin. Didn't, I didn't parties.
2: I didn't drink. I didn't do none of that stupid stuff because I had an agenda. There's a lot of responsible people that do that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is what 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 is, what is what is what is responsibility, right? Think about it, right? So I can go out and mm. not. I can not deal with people, but I'm in the house drinking all day long. Like, what is responsible for? What are we saying, right? Like, so. Well, I mean, again, 30, the thing you would have
3: just... to be responsible now is you can't. That's why they're shutting down these bars. Because, again, a lot of these younger people just thought they were like almost immune to this. This right. is an old person's disease. Some people with pre existing conditions. Right. Everyone got together, hanging out at the bars. And now what? Complete outbreak in Texas. They're shutting down the bars. Florida, where they had all the young people get together, huge breakout right there. The good news is, though, with more testing, more positive tests, the mortality rate goes down. And we knew this was going to happen. the uh, The odds of of an otherwise healthy twenty five year old getting COVID nineteen and dying are astronomical. But this is going to be a challenge for college sports. There's no question about that. This is this is going to be the biggest challenge because again, if you have universities shut down, if the campuses are shut down. How are you going to bring football players in? How does it even work? I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. College football is my number one sport. Somehow they're going to have to figure this out. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, we continue on. We're excited because we got sports back. Getting back to the NBA right now. The idea of playing a certain amount of games in a certain amount of days is going to be quick. How are they going to handle that after an extended layoff? We're going to tell you coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. Steve Harbin and Katino Mobley. All right, so some more details now about the upcoming uh, restart of the NBA season. First of all, we mentioned that the teams will be arriving in Orlando July 7th, 8th, and 9th. They're going to stagger the teams coming in, Katino. Six teams are coming in on the first wave. Okay, that would be on the 7th. Then eight more teams will arrive on the 8th. And then the final eight teams will arrive on the 9th. So that's how they're going to bring the teams in. So once everyone is there, all players and staff members will be in isolation until they have two negative tests 24 hours apart. So once they are there, they're... They will remain on that Disney campus as long as their teams are alive. Mm -hmm. So let's say you replace someone. Once you have left, if you decide to leave, you cannot come back. So if Avery Bradley suddenly thought, hey, you know what? Maybe the team needs me. I want to come back. Not happening. Once you've made the decision to leave, you're out. Is that a good rule? I think it is. So once you made that decision to leave, you're out. So what's going to happen is, is that they're going to have individual workouts and then they have the training camp and scrimmages. So you're basically going to have three weeks to get ready for the games that will begin on July 30th. So how, how are you going to handle those three weeks as a team? So you got everybody back. Everyone's been off for four months Playing competitive basketball in a team setting, how do you best use those three weeks to get ready for the restart of the season? Hmm. If Katino Mobley was running the training, key, you got three weeks to get this team ready to roll. I don't know. Uh, just... I mean, do you bring him along slowly? Uh, you
2: have to. You have to because you got to think about hamstrings, you know, I mean, it's a lot of things that can pull trying to get back in. So it's got to be, you know, these three weeks literally has to be uh, training wheels, right? I mean, we don't know what happened before all this was going on in a lot three months straight. You couldn't even get into a gym, right? No hiking, no nothing. So now you got to reboot the body and get the muscle memory back to where it's um, in that competitive mode. Uh, and sometimes, you know, for that first week and a half, two weeks, the hamstrings, the glutes, the body sore. And then you get into, you know, after a month, I think that's when you start to really, uh, cause you're going to, you're going to be sore. So that's when you really start to, to get familiar with the pain that is just normal again. Um, yeah. So,
3: I mean, just to use an example. So then, then what happens is now we get back to the actual schedule. Mm-hmm. So you've had you've been off for 4 months. You got 3 weeks to get ready. Mm-hmm. And then you start the games up again. So for instance with the Lakers, they will start on Thursday July 30th. They will then play Saturday August 1st. They have 1 day off. I mean right there You haven't played a four months, like a real game, and you play on a Thursday, then you play on a Saturday, then you play on a Wednesday, a Wednesday, back-to-back games, Thursday, one day off Saturday, one day off there. They're playing eight games in 14 days. Mm -hmm. They're actually playing the first seven games in 12 days. When you haven't played in four months, even if you've had three weeks of training camp, is that... Is that too much? No, no,
2: I, I think that's great. That's fine. Um, I mean, obviously, there's heard.
3: no travel and anything else. Well, but... I mean,
2: LeBron being one of the oldest ones on the team, right? right if you think about it,
3: well, um, you could rest him. See, right? Here's the thing about the Lakers. The Lakers are in a prime position because they are almost assured of the one seed. Okay, right. they have a five and a half game lead with eight games left. They beat the Clippers in the first game. You know, they're pretty much in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter who they play as an eight seed Memphis, any one of these teams, they're going to beat them in the first round. So, you know, depending on how these games go, you could play LeBron, every other game, Right. you don't have to play him all eight games if he chooses to, but, and you would also limit minutes, right? I mean, not everyone's going to be a Coutinho Mobley, you know, playing, you know, 40 minutes every game, right, at this point.
2: As, listen, as long as you, listen, because you're up five-game lead, mm-hmm. uh, if you win at least three to four of those games, you solidify it as first, right? Right. So you put him in three or four games and let them rest in between, I think you're fine. Well, right? how every safe is
3: it to throw guys out there 40 minutes a night playing every other day, having not played in when four are you months? you are
2: going to have to? You're going to have to. To get yourself back into playing mode, you're going to have to. There's no – see, see the Clippers tried to do that during the season where, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Kawhi's rest and then Paul Well, almost Paul and,
3: George. They never played together. That's my Rarely.
2: Point. You can't do that right now. Right. This is speed-up mode. So you think with the Clippers – Basketball's a rhythm sport, too. Right. right. See,
3: I think the Clippers' game plan all along was, as they got later in the season, that they were going to put mm-hmm. Kawhi and – Paul George on the court as much as possible to get some rhythm going into the playoffs mm-hmm. and then they shut down the season. They never mm-hmm. got there. Yeah. They haven't played that much together. They no, really they have haven't. They have so you think the Clippers especially are going to use these 8 games to to get those two guys out on the court you, as much as possible? You have to.
2: You have to. Saving your res- saving your stars mm-hmm. is not this time. Right. You can do that in November of the season was regular, right? A regular season. This is something totally different. So you have to play those guys at least six of those eight, seven of those eight, like, together, Mm -hmm. right away. And the rotations you will have to get in place, right, where you may take Kawhi out first and let Paul be the leader and then take Paul out in the beginning of the second and let Kawhi come in and start cleaning things up. You know, how's that knee with Kawhi? Is it bone on bone? I don't know, right? We have to to really dissect those things. Lou Williams coming back to get his rhythm because he's a scorer. You know, it's a, you know. Remember,
3: Lou Will said he was, what, 50 50 coming back? As of now, he's coming back. Remember, we still have to get all the way to July 7th, July 7, 8, 9. Those are the days when, you know, players will actually transport themselves to the Orlando era. There's still some guys out there. I'm sure of it. There's going to be guys out there that are going to say, you know what? I'm good. Right. Call me next season. Right. I mean, they're forfeiting money, but. Some guys have already made quite a bit of money already this year or over the course of their careers, and they'll just sit it out. Is it tough? to? I mean, it's hard to talk to you specifically about this (laughs) because you were always focused. Yeah, You've always been a focused basketball player. No matter what level you were at, you were always – the ability to block everything out and just focus on playing basketball was never a problem for you. But just getting that spark back – does it happen for most guys when they just get back in the court and they're reunited with their teammates? Well, or I does think, it take a while?
2: Well, I think w- this particular situation, this is one-off, isolated uh, event because of the pandemic. See, when you're playing basketball regular season, everything's just honky dory like it was from before. There was no pandemic. You're kind of dragging your feet for training camp. You don't really want to go back. And then the regular season, and you're not going to really start, especially if you're a vet, you don't really start kicking it up until December. You get like that. Now, guys that haven't played in a long time. Yeah. You know, and you're saying to yourself, I get to go back and play. I would love to play right now. You know, I get to really go back and play and compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: What's happening with three ball? What's going there?
2: Well, we're starting next summer. Mm-hmm. Right, because we don't want to interfere. Of course, we get crushed uh, as far as ratings. We don't want to interfere with anything that's going on right now with mm-hmm. the NFL, NBA, baseball, everything. So, uh, we're just waiting for next summer, everything to simmer down, and then um, once uh, next summer comes, we'll have a plan in place. So, and that gives me another year to kind of like work on my body <laughs> Well I when I create this this. Well, I don't I don't company. know how
3: much the uh, chocolate chip banana bread with pecans is going to help you. Uh, well, like, I'm not worried about that.
2: I can get that, I can get <laughs> stuff like that off in two seconds. I don't even work out, and I st- I'm still fit. So you I'm are great.
3: you. You are fit. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm. I was blessed. I have uh, really good genes.
3: You know, it was interesting watching. So you know, Katino and and your girlfriend Mallory came over to the house. Uh, and my son, we get, we just got this Papa Shop thing put into our backyard. His brother bought that for him. I love Seeing that. you and my son, who's a lefty, the dual lefties going out. I love it. that. Yeah, you. you I, were I, getting I'm into gonna it. get
2: one actually. Yeah, that's pretty Me cool. Me and my son, my daughter, she'll probably want. It. She wants to do everything we do. Right. We were tossing the ball for about forty five minutes yesterday and my son's getting a lot better and more accurate mm-hmm. with his throws. Yeah. Uh, spiral, mm-hmm. you know, over the ear. Mm-hmm. And he's doing pretty well with that one. And that's like his second third sport. You know, soccer's his first sport. So it's been really fun to be able to uh how to good see of a college play.
3: football quarterback would you have been?
2: Oh man. Oh man. I was throwing I was throwing half the I was ugh. You
3: you would have been Michael Vick. Yeah, I was.
2: I wanted to be Randall Cunningham.
3: Randall Cunningham.
2: Randall Cunningham was my favorite.
3: Phenomenal. That's
2: why my number was 12 in high school. Really? Because of Randall Cunningham.
3: Wow. Yeah. You know, it was so interesting. When he was at UNLV, he was an All-American punter.
2: Yeah. He He was the
3: quarterback, but he made the All-American teams as a punter. Yeah, he's unbelievable.
2: He was unbelievable. I loved him so much with the Eagles.
3: Yes. So you would have been an outstanding college quarterback. I think so. You would have played in the NFL?
2: I think so. Wow. My cousin played in he was uh all-pro linebacker, John Mobley. Yeah, John David Mobley, brown. absolutely. Yeah, we have talent all around. Uh, Joe Lewis is our cousin. We have talent everywhere. Joe Lewis
3: is your cousin? Yeah, yeah.
2: The late great Joe Lewis, the Brown, the brown bomber. bomber. Yep.
3: Yeah. Your cousin. We have,
2: we have we have we have talent all spewing all <laughs> wow. through. It's just it's just it's just spilling like lava. All over the
3: person. Hot talent lava. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's find out what's trending right now as we bring back David Gascon. Do you have any heavyweight champions in your family lineage the way that uh, Catino does?
7: No, that's the the heavy hammers there. (laughs) Wow. Joe Lewis. Man. Cousin. It's tough to. uh... Yeah, that's...
2: Found out Michelle Obama is uh, my fourth cousin. How about that one? Really? I'm just... Listen, I'm royalty all over the place, baby. (laughs) Seriously. Mm Mm-hmm.
7: That's that's pretty fascinating. Talk about a family tree, man.
3: Well, and he's connected to me through all of Denise's baked goods. You see that? Yeah. There
7: it is. How many are left? Oh, that. (laughs) I need to to raid that studio. Anything left in there,
3: Steve? Uh. He's taking it home. Oh. Oh. We'll come up with another uh, run. We we will. Don't worry.
7: I know. Yummy. It's, uh, well, you got brownies. You
3: got uh, banana bread, cookies. You should have seen Rich eat six brownies (laughs) literally in less than a minute. Yeah. I feel good. I mean, it was six. It was six. the, The size of these, he ate them in one bite, six in a row.
7: I love how on social media he'll just run there and say, okay, accountability day. Mm-hmm. And then take a picture of himself weighing himself, losing weight. It's yeah, like,
3: no. Yeah, he's under two sixty now. Yeah, what is he at two fifty nine? No, he, <laughs> I think he's at two fifty five. It's a guy that played in the NFL at over three hundred pounds. What does that
7: mean? I don't know. He's a big guy. I've you've you've worked with Nick Hardwick. I have. <laughs> he lost uh, eighty pounds. Yeah, I, I mean, crazy. We've, we've seen plenty of guys on mm-hmm. television that've dropped weight. Yeah. Um Guys, we'll start off with the Travelers Championship. It's done for the day. Brent Todd is your leader. He's at 18 under par. Dustin Johnson is two strokes behind. Phil Mickelson shot a 71 today. He is six strokes behind the leader as we speak. Major League Baseball, White Sox have signed their second round pick. Right-handed pitcher Jared Kelly, MLB first to report on that. His deal is worth $3 million. New York Post is reporting Yankees and Nationals are one of the games that will be played on opening day, July the 23rd. LA Times reporting, Under Armour has informed UCLA that it is attempting to terminate its $280 million apparel, million apparel deal
3: with the school. Ouch. Steve. Ouch. Yeah, that is a big ouch right there. Uh, David, thank you very much. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to say, 15% or more on in car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, We haven't talked much NFL today, but there is a story circulating. Well, there's two stories uh, related to quarterbacks right now. One of them is Colin Kaepernick, and that is the fact that there is not a single team, not one, that has contacted the Kaepernick camp about any interest in signing him. So all the noise that's been happening about Kaepernick and the commissioner coming out and saying, you know, he is absolutely supports any team that would Kaepernick a, an opportunity. Then we had Anthony Lynn, the coach of the Chargers, saying, hey, his style fits what we're doing. All this talk about Kaepernick. And no team has made any official inquiry with the Kaepernick camp about joining the team. Are you surprised about that?
2: No, not at all. I mean, and again, too, is the more this drags on, the 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 uh, the more likely he won't get picked, right? Like, it's just uh, football also is a rhythm sport, right? These, these sports are rhythm sports. You have to play them. You have to not just play them with your, like, recreation. You have to play them with the talent level that you are capable of playing with on a regular basis. So if I'm playing with kids all the time in high school or college, mm-hmm. that's not really getting me— ready for a pro right, right? Uh, yeah maybe condition wise run up and down the court but the psychology behind it and the strength and all these different types of physicalities that's go with that is totally different so um you know uh not playing for the last four years in the in the NFL game it's going to hurt it's going to hurt him
3: well right? again I don't think the problem look any team that signs him is going to get a lot of fanfare mm-hmm depending on what city he signs with, he'll get a a substantial amount of fanfare. The problem that you have is on the other end of it. If he makes it, then it's one of the great comeback stories in NFL history. No, it would. But if he comes back and it's clear he doesn't have it and you got to cut him, you release him or you bench him, right? But what the blowback is going to be severe. Right, but what
2: does that mean that he doesn't have it, right? So Josh Rosen, this, like just think about other quarterbacks that are sitting on the bench right now that went in and they did Yeah, but he's
3: not another quarterback. He's calling Ka- – I I, I, I've said this for many weeks now. Kaepernick has outgrown the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's, ma- he's getting paid by Nike. It's not like he's worried about his next paycheck. Well, no, I'm just
2: talking about performance wise for people, right? If we take out of the, the concept, if we take out of it that he was sitting for four years. We take out of that when he started or whatever it was, he was, what, three, right. three and 13 or something like well, that? Well,
3: his last two years after Jim Harbaugh left, he was three and 16. Okay, so
2: now say that. Now, now check this out. So the three and 16 and being out for four years, if that wasn't the case mm-hmm. and he played bad. Do you cut him or you just bench him?
3: Well, right? you might bench him, but anything you do negative to him, whether you're benching him or cutting him, a lot of people will not, I mean, football people understand. Well, the reason he got benched or the cut, is he just didn't do it. I mean, you got, you got to perform. It's a performance based league, but outside people that don't see that saying, why are you benching him? Because, because he's taken a knee. I'm like, that now has nothing to do with taking a knee. We signed him. We gave him an opportunity. He just couldn't right, do but it. It's an unfa-
2: Truthfully, it's really unfair. No one can come back from four years. of Michael Jordan only took a year and a half. It wasn't even two.
3: Well, Michael Vick was in prison for almost two years, came back. But here's how it was. He was out for two years, and then he was signed by the Eagles, pretty much sat that first year, and then he got an opportunity and played very well. He was also two years younger than Kaepernick would be in this comeback. Right,
2: but again, he was out for two years. And right. when he came back, that... that
3: And he, he sat st- for a year.
2: But he still practiced with these guys. Yes, he, still, he did. He was still taking snaps. He was still doing things like... He was doing that. This is four years later for somebody. Correct. That's
3: crazy. Okay, there's another quarterback in the news. His name, you might have heard of this guy, Tom Brady. He is now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. A couple of Buccaneer players have tested positive for COVID-19, and the league put out a – this was not the league. This was the players' union put out a statement saying that they were discouraging players to have multiple players at private workouts. In other words, work out on your own right now so that we can guarantee as many players healthy once we get to training camp. All right? Well, apparently Brady ignored that completely. In fact, just recently, he had about a dozen of his teammates at a two-hour workout. So you're Tom Brady. You are the face of the NFL. Now, he may say, well, look, I'm going to be 43 years old. I'm joining a new team. I need to work with my teammates as much as humanly possible so you can make suggestions about keeping personal space and and limiting the amount of players at these private workouts. I'm Tom Brady. That doesn't apply to me. The circumstances of my situation are different. And so while you may give a recommendation to other players, frankly, it doesn't work for me. Is that a good thing that Tom Brady is ignoring uh, guidelines that set down by the players themselves—is
2: it a good thing? Um, listen, those twelve players that came, they—they they knew the the situation, right? So they're grown men; they make their own decisions. So we don't really know how that workout was formatted, right? Right? How what how they looked? Maybe it could have been more of a meet and greet, toss the ball from distance. I have no clue. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they weren't tackling each other.
3: Well, you know, Brady did address it on Twitter, and he borrowed a quote from Franklin D. Roosevelt's inaugural speech when he became president, in the height of the depression. And so he posted on an Instagram story. Only thing we have to fear is fear itself. So at a time when everyone seems to be taking extra precautions, here is the face of your league saying, you know. The only thing you ha- he posted it. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Mm-hmm. It was something that FDR said to try to change the mindset of people at the height of the depression when he became president. And apparently, Tom Brady is trying to use the same idea that I I'm not fearful of anything. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move on. I I sort of in some way I respect that because and you've said this many times, Catino. Somebody's got to put their foot in the water. So you you gotta, got
2: to. All these people out here with these opinions, like, oh, oh boy. It's just, to me, it's just weird. It's just, there's so many hypocrites that are out there, right?
3: Well, somebody responded to Tom Brady saying this pandemic is worthy of everyone's fear. Fear is a hard word. I mean, do you fear getting COVID-19? Do I fear it? Do you fear giving it? No. Is there any fear factor with COVID-19 with you? No.
6: Sam, how about you? Do you fear COVID-19, either getting it? do you? Are you fearful of getting COVID-19? Yeah, because there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of how it can react in your body. You could be fine, or your lungs might rot from the inside I even, out.
2: I don't even put that inside my head. My, the only thing I really, now being a father and having uh, three children, uh, 20, 10, and 6, Uh, The most fear I have for myself, this is just me for myself. I grew up gun in my mouth at 12 years old, uh, getting chased, uh, fighting, all things like that. The only thing I do fear, I don't even fear death. The only thing I do fear is what will happen to my kids, especially my daughter as a female in this world if I am not here, if she is not protected, if she is not. um, you know, independently strong, smart and ready to, if anything happened to me, take over for herself. That's the only thing I fear. Everything else I cannot control. So why put fear in myself for any reason? I have to make sure that my children understand that if anything happens to daddy, you are strong enough to keep continuing. That's it. My fear is if something were to happen to my family, especially my kids and my daughter, that is the only fear I have. But everything else Forget about it. It doesn't matter to me.
3: I'm just curious, uh, back to Sam here. Are you fear
6: fearful of other things? Sure. Yeah. I mean, just depends on what it is. Depends on what it is. I mean, you know, I don't know. Shark attack? I don't know. Car so accident? I, I'm not, I don't think about- You know how you know, I can I
2: prevent that? Don't get in the water that deep. That's right. That's what I'm going Well, look,
4: <laughs> not to bring it up, something that Sam doesn't want to bring up, but- he was in a car accident yesterday, not on his own fault. He was at a red light. You know, someone ran into him. So no, that's I not his fault. Into. For Yeah.
6: It was not a, not a good scene. I'm not saying you're well, fearful of What happened? Of that, but, you yeah. got hit? Did you Did get the, hurt? The, I was at a stoplight. If anybody's familiar with the uh, the 405 overpass, right. at Burbank Boulevard. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. There's about three stoplights, and I'm sitting at a red light in the middle section. This woman comes barreling over, over the ridge at 60 miles an hour. And she loses control and starts fishtailing, and she slams into me and two other cars. What? Everybody, all the cars are totaled. Are, were you hurt? Her. No, we are all okay. But um, you know, I I'm getting a headache just thinking about it right now. I was anybody hurt? No, was, but but this woman was driving so recklessly. I've never seen anybody drive like that. It was just complete insanity. She didn't have a driver's license. She didn't have insurance. She didn't. It's not that she didn't have a driver's <gasps> license. Well, the, the she police was take never... her away. No, she excited was... her and let her go. She was never issued a driver's license. She was never issued a driver's license. <laughs> Hold Whoa. on a second there. She has no
3: license and no insurance, and, and she walked away. Either. It's required to have insurance in the state of
6: California. Well, the, because of COVID, uh, a lot of jails, they can't book people for more than like an hour. She didn't even get taken. I mean, she was just- Well, who's going to take care of the damage on your car? Uh, well, the car was insured by the owner, which is not her. So this was a mess. Holy <laughs> moly. Yeah. My car Dunzo. All right. So asking you about fear is a different thing based on what happened <laughs> well, yesterday. It was scary for a moment, but we are all okay. And it was me and two other young so, men. So you and- see
2: that you see that right there. What you just mm-hmm. said, right? There's there's some type of uh, maybe not a full case, but it's a type of PTSD that comes in there where you see cars do certain things. Correct? Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. So think about that. See, what people really focus on is uh war veterans that have PTSD when they come back home. They don't focus on uh, inner city kids, they don't focus on, you know, trauma individuals or people like yourself who have these different types of things that it occurs during your life. So it it it's it's PTSD doesn't have to necessarily have to be because you're a war vet. It, right. it literally happens in your own household well, in yeah. your own area.
6: I don't think that I mean I think that just so fast the it, she just hit me and I got out of the car and like everyone's okay so I'm not traumatized by it but I'm just more baffled mm. by this person driving so recklessly with no insurance and no license. Right. I yeah, mean, how do you do that? And it's not even her car. Anyway, uh, this is something she didn't that apologize. Get, That's what so yeah, me. she didn't say a word to me. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. How many other cars were involved? It was a four car collision. Four cars. She hit Three other cars and did serious damage to Alexis and Mercedes and my poor Kia Soul. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I didn't want to bring... I mean, Gavin, it's fine that he brought it up, and I was going to get it into my Iowa Minute uh, next show with uh, Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks, well, but we decided to get into it right here. Well, I mean, again, well, Gavin Gavin feels that your life's an
3: open book. But I mean, we were that's talking way,
4: about fear, and we we said, yeah. you said you don't want well, to get picked by a fear shark, anything else. But, but see
3: if you'd say, well, the only thing you fear is COVID-19. Sometimes
4: danger comes to you as well. Wow. Okay. okay,
3: wow. Suddenly that my, is true. my whole mindset's changed. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Every week we do this. Where are we going to be a week from today, on our nation's birthday? I'm going to tell you coming up next. Steve Harbin, Katina Mobley, once again coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I want to thank the shaken, but okay, Iowa Sam. Didn't that's realize. Been a crazy twenty-four hours. That is a, that's scary. Very scary. Well, I'm I'm glad that you didn't get physically hurt. You know.
6: I am fortunate. It could have been a lot worse.
3: Hmm. Uh, David Gascon. I'm glad you're better, brother. Seriously.
6: Yeah. That's crazy. David Gascon, of
3: course. Uh, Like Iowa Sam, very happy that uh, Denise uh, made some food today. Yeah. Bravo to Denise. Uh, Gavin, did you uh, save the extra one for your girlfriend?
4: Yes. Okay. I have it tucked away. I have not touched it. Is that going to make it home? Hopefully. Depends how many red (laughs) lights I hit.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be difficult. Um, Okay. And uh, Katina, you got quite the uh, haul here. It's quite the haul. I'm good, brother. I'm telling you right that's now, that's good.
2: I'm going. To, I'm going to give me one. I'm gonna get a half a gallon of uh, almond milk, vanilla almond milk. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness gracious!
3: Okay, <laughs> well you have a good time. Share at least one with Mallory, <laughs> will you, please? At least one with her. All right. So uh, we always take a look ahead. So the good news is we have an MBA schedule, and we're fully expected by the end of next week. Uh, by this time next week, we'll have a major league baseball schedule. We're getting there, folks. Right. As we head into the month of July, by the end of July, we're gonna have Major League Baseball. We're gonna have NBA action. Uh next Saturday will be the fourth of July, our nation's birthday. It's been quite a time for our country. A lot of things going on right now with COVID nineteen and the uh the battle for social justice in this world. You feeling good about our country right now here on are- our I do with our nation's birthday coming up on the fourth of Listen, July. Listen,
2: I do. There's, there's. You can always focus on bad things, but I, you know, I'm just trying to be more of an optimist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about half full, half full, or half empty. It's about just having a glass itself, yeah, or just making your hand into a cup and drinking from there, right? So for me, I uh, there's a lot of bad things, like I said before, but I, I, I just, I believe in people, um, and I believe there's more good than there are bad. And as there's a lot of misunderstandings that are out there, and a lot of ideologies that people are accustomed to, and then the fear of uh, trying to branch out from that uh, leaves them empty and lonely. And I think uh, once we understand that we are all together, uh, it'll make us as a, as a society a lot better.
3: I agree. I think we need to appreciate what we do have and work on things to make things better. It's a very simple format, something we've always tried to do uh, in this country. Uh, by the way, take a good look at me now, because uh, the next time I see take you, I'll be, look
2: a, at me now. I'll be a little
3: older next time, because that'll be my birthday You next will Saturday. never look
2: old. You're a vampire. You the, the, I don't know out.
3: about the vampire. <laughs> at bed 365 we don't do ordinary.
1: We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
5: 18 plus.